from Foolish Mortals to Better Than Mario Brothers. I am your host, your ghost host, Chris Bolton. With me as always, my cadaverous compadre, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. We can't keep this shit up all episode. <laughs> no, it's Halloween, guys. What do you want? I've always wanted to do that. Um, I think I'm happy. <laughs> I, I, th- I think you got more out of that than I was expecting. I thought you were going to uh, get as far as uh, Welcome Foolish Mortals and then drop it. Uh, that was my plan. And then, I don't know, I just ran with Spiel. Um, you're lucky I didn't go into the whole mansion Spiel. I managed to cut it. I managed to catch myself and cut it short. Although I did fuck up the use of the word cadaver, uh, which I noticed. But anyway, whatevers. Um, <laughs> if you haven't noticed already, uh, you probably guessed by that intro. We are looking at the haunted mansion this week. It's Halloween guys and we're carrying on our ghostly celebrations uh with a look back at the 2003 disney i'm not using the word classic uh just absolute pile of steaming shit is probably the best way to describe this film i'm not going to bury the lead here uh let's look back at the 2003 eddie murphy vehicle the haunted mansion yeah now i remember this coming out um and i i can't remember why i didn't see it It it's the sort of thing that being a Disney film um, and you know, being a um, being what you'd expect to be a um, a, a, a reasonable comedy, um, I thought you know it would have been right up my street. But for whatever reason, I didn't see it. So I saw actually saw it for the first time today. Um, and fuck, yeah. So I watched it for the second time in my life uh, this weekend. I was actually I was reasonably looking forward to it. Now, you know, you got to be reminded it's been some 17 years since this came out. I watched it on release. And surprisingly, uh, as as we've covered quite well on this show, I'm a huge Disney fan. Uh, specifically, I'm a huge Parks fan. Uh, and Haunted Mansion is without any shadow of doubt uh, my favorite ride of all time. Uh, I have I have loads of Haunted Mansion merch. I'm a I'm a mark for this stuff. I'm a huge fan of the Haunted Mansion and all the lore that goes with it. Uh, so you'd think I'd remember why it's taken me 17 years to watch this film for the second time. <laughs> I I know it was bad. I remember it being bad. I remember being really fucking disappointed. Um, But I I just couldn't remember why. So I thought, I can't be that bad, can it? It it can't be that bad. So I thought, we'd give it a whirl. It's Halloween. It's the perfect time to do it. Um, Jesus fucking Christ. How wrong was I? I, What's really annoying about this film, and we'll get into it as we go through the episode, I know. uh, But what's really annoying about this film to me is that it's kind of almost there. Yeah. It's... I feel like the ingredients are there. Uh, they just haven't been blended correctly. But anyway, we'll get into it and, and go through it as we do. I mean, it, it it starts really well. We get Welcome Foolish Mortals. And I'm like, okay, this is going to be all right. Like, yeah, and it's going to be fine. The, the, the way they, the, the, um, they set up the beginning, like you have the whole sequence, which is you know, set, uh, set uh, historically and all the stuff with... Um, no, with the the ball with and things like that. Yeah, now that get... did that did ring some alarm bells for me. I thought it all looked lush. Yeah. Um, and and you know you get you get uh, Master Gracie hanging from the rafters and stuff. Throwback to the ride, really really cool. Yeah. Um, obviously you get the ball scene as well. I wish we had a ghostly ball, which it was a gimme, but it yeah. didn't happen. So okay, but it did start to ring alarm bells for me because. Right, for one, the CG, I I don't know, I can't remember, was this like an early 3D film or not, but it feels like the way the CG is coming out of the screen, I don't think it was either, but the way those really badly rendered, like, candelabras and things are are sort of swirling around the screen, they're meant to be kind of in Leota's room, so I guess 
the insinuation anyway this is what i took from it and this is before we'd even met leota later in the film um i kind of guessed that this was kind of leota showing us as the viewer what had happened in the past it, yeah. it felt to me like we were so, sort of looking through leota's crystal ball and the room was swirling around us we have the candelabras and, yeah, the and you get like the tarot cards and shit like that which yeah. again there's there's thought gone into it whether it's the right decision or not i don't know but it's thought has gone the, into it yeah now, now the cg looked terrible but i was behind the idea what yeah. What started ringing alarm bells for me, even though it, it kind of worked, but what rang alarm bells for me was was the front loading of all of that flashback stuff, yeah, and it being it being chopped up into these silent sort of montage pieces, which you yes, you can follow it, like you get the insinuation, but and and I'm normally a big fan of front loading exposition. I've said it, I don't know how many times on this show, like it, it's it's. A lot of times it's vital to get you to connect with characters. But the problem is, this is front-loading the main exposition of the film. Like, this is laying, basically, the story out for us. This isn't, yeah. like, baggage that we need to understand for Eddie Murphy's character or baggage that we need to understand for anybody, really. This is, like, this is the mystery of the mansion. Yeah. Like, immediately. Now, what, I mean, what would it be better off doing? I mean, you can, if you'd skipped all of this stuff, have, you, have your opening credits... And whatever you want to do on those, however you want to animate them, whatever style you want, fine, go for it. But then don't introduce the house stuff. Introduce that when they get to the mansion. If you want to have a yes. have silent montage, do it behind the fuckers. Yep, do, you have are, the ball going on behind them when they can't see it. You are can't dead it. right. You are dead right. And I've written that later on. This is one of the biggest problems is we don't, we don't discover the mansion through the cipher of Eddie Murphy and the kids. Yeah. Uh, they, so we, we have no connection with them, which is a shame because actually the way it starts, the first sort of 15, 20 minutes that we then spend with Eddie Murphy. Um, I mean, look, Eddie Murphy is is always watchable. OK, even in even in shit, Eddie Murphy is always watchable. Maybe clumps aside. OK, clumps is fucking dreadful. But other, that that is the one and only misfire I can think of, even at his absolute worst. You know, I'm, I'm talking fucking vampire in Brooklyn. Like uh, Eddie Murphy is is watchable. It, he's he's just a movie star. He's magnetic. He's charismatic. He's always watchable. And I'm quite happy spending the first 15, 20 minutes of this film just chilling out with Eddie Murphy doing his thing, doing yeah. his like salesman thing. Like he's in, he's endearing, even though he's supposed to be a sleaze bag and a realtor. Like he's Eddie Murphy, so he's slick and he's charming, and it's yeah, it's fine. That's all good. We get another character. We get another family a little bit. We get the nice bit with uh, where he's setting up with the son about the kind of spider and stuff like that. Yeah, that's all good stuff. Yeah, but it, then it, then it all gets thrown away because this, this call just comes out of the blue to go to the mansion, and I sorry, it just it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. And also, um, so I, I don't have too much about this first sort of fifteen twenty minutes because actually I was just watching it. Um, I was starting to think, like, where the fuck is the mansion? Because we see yeah. it straight out of the credits where that really bad fucking CG ghost flies towards, like, the fucking kid. Yeah. Um, and then we don't see it for ages. We just, you know, but we understand, obviously, he's a realtor, so he's going to get the call to go and sell the mansion and stuff yeah. like that. So so we get all of that. But then I feel like they, they spend a lot of time introducing him as a character, but mm. there's not much character to introduce, if that no. makes it. Like, like, we get that he's a workaholic. Yeah. But we could have got that in like two scenes. We don't need the bit at the tiki bar, which don't get me wrong. I appreciate the Trader Sam's reference. They're at Trader Sam's tiki bar, clearly, um, even though it's not actual Trader Sam's, but that's the intent. So yeah. that's all good. And there's a lot of there are a lot of little tongue in cheek moments like that in here, which pretty much got me through the film, to be honest, because it's all I, it's got going for it for me. Um, 
but I feel like a lot of the problems that come later on are seeded here. Um, I feel like Eddie Murphy, this is going to sound horrible. Eddie Murphy's character already has a very solid relationship with his family. Hmm. Albeit that, you know, the wife's a bit pissed off with him because he's been at work again, but they're in a business together. Yeah. So they have to share that weight together. Yeah. And he if has she's a good... at home with the kids, he has to be doing the work. Yes. Uh, and and it's not it's not a thing of like oh you're always at work at your job for some boss that you know when I never see you it's like they work together so they live yeah. together they work together they're gonna see each other a lot so their relationship's actually pretty strong even when yeah. she's cheesed off with him like they're not having blazing rows and stuff their relationship is pretty strong they work through it yeah his relationship with the kids is pretty strong like the daughter's a bit stroppy because she's a teenager but he goes in and does some fucking grade A parenting with the kid with the spider you know yeah. questionable. Telling a kid he needs to kill the spider, maybe he could teach him to put the spider Trap outside. And release it and yeah, yeah. But anyway, that's that's your morals, whatever. Um, and I feel like then what that does is rob us of an emotional core later on. Um, and, and there are other reasons that that it doesn't work later on as well. But I I always sort of feel like there's nothing for Eddie Murphy to learn in this film. Yeah, that's that's right. And there's a bit later on whereby the kids are in a box and he gets them out, and they you know there's this big hug and like that. That hasn't been earned because they haven't they haven't started at a at a negative place. No, and nor do they get to a negative no, place. No, I mean his kids already fucking idolise him. Yes, that's it. And that that's again all the ingredients here, all the scenes are here where he has to drag him to work and he has to be the smarmy salesman at work. And all it takes is for the kids to be unimpressed with that, you know. Yes. Um, but it they it just never happens. I I really feel and and this pedigree behind this film, mind you, this is the director of the fucking Lion King. All right, this isn't this isn't some two. I mean, okay, that's animation. This is live action, but this isn't some fucking yeah. two bit gun for hire. Okay, uh, even you know, director, writer, cast, crew across the board, like this thing's got grade A talent involved. Yeah, it just feels to me like somewhere along the line, somebody came along and went, no, this has to be a family film, and everything just got dialed all the way down. It feels like there is serious studio interference, which is weird, because it's a fucking Disney product yeah. to begin with. I mean, but even that... then, though, I mean, it's... You, you you say that, but, I mean, even even dialing it back to, to being a family... No, saying, oh, it's got to be a family film. It, it, ha it has all those qualities in it. As you say, it, just, it, starts in the, it starts with the character in the wrong place, but... More than that, I mean, Eddie Murphy has a fairly solid backstory, a fairly so a solid character, and they've given him his job. They've given him, you know, they've given him this this thing where he works too much and all the rest of it. And they they allude to that quite a few times in in the first act. But apart from the kid being afraid of spiders, they don't really do any other work with the rest of the family. So no, it's very difficult to give a fuck. What what this feels like, because uh, this is. 2003, I said, was yeah. it? Yes, 2003. Okay, so this is the dying days of Michael Eisner. Okay, yeah. Eisner left the company 2005, 2006. I want to say no, 2005. No. I'm pretty sure it's 2005. Okay, and this is in the worst possible way. And look, we've sung his praises a lot in on our various podcasts, and I, I will defend him uh, for a lot of things. But in the worst possible way, this is everything wrong with Eisner. This is high concept, low quality to its absolute core. This is Eisner going, hey, you know what's popular? Ghosts. You know what else is popular? Pirates of the Caribbean. Why don't we make a fucking film about the haunted mansion? And then somebody's got along and went, okay, Mr. Eisner, what's it about? I don't fucking care. It's about the haunted mansion. Here's Eddie Murphy. Off you go. Go for it. But in that in that vein, be grateful it wasn't just a small world. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, though, see, part, part of the thing 
with, with this. Um, and, and we'll see how Jungle Cruise turns out now as well. Yeah. Um, I've, I'm quietly confident about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm quite optimistic about that. Uh, I'm always up for a good adventure film. Uh, but I'm not... Sh- I mean, I love The Rock as well, but I'm not sure... I, I I don't know. The trailer, he just seems like he's kind of on autopilot, which is weird. Anyway, there's something off about it. But anyway, we'll see how it turns out. Um, you get a product like Pirates of the Caribbean, for instance, and there's very little, like it's a beloved ride. Yeah. But there's, aside from some popular characters, of which at the time Jack Sparrow wasn't one. Jack mm-hmm. Sparrow was created for the movie. Okay. Um, there is nothing, there's no law there. There's no, st- there's no pre-existing story that you need to tie in. Okay, yeah. so you've got a blank slate and it feels like that one just flew under the radar and, and they just went to town with it. And that first Pirates movie is fucking phenomenal. The rest of them are garbage, but that first one is is absolutely phenomenal. And I'll hold it up as one of my favourite films of all time in, in any list that goes past 10. I would say it can, it can make it into the top 20 on the right day. More often than not, it's going 20 to 30, but on the right day. Yeah, I, I, I can argue for Pirates of the Caribbean. It's very entertaining. Um, problem with Haunted Mansion is... I mean, a lot of the story has been created by fans, okay? It's not actually, it wasn't there in the ride because the ride itself had a turbulent kind of beginning and the story was all over the shop. But there is masses and masses and masses of lore behind this franchise. And you could pick any one strand of it. We could do the Sea Captain. We could do Constance the Bride. We could do Master Gracie. Uh, we could even go over to look at some of the other iterations of the Haunted Mansion. And this one feels sort of closer to Phantom Manor in a in a sort of way. Mm. Um, but you've got the Phantom there. So there's all these that are built in. And you could take any one of those, hang Eddie Murphy's family on it, make him a sort of uh, this, this father figure that isn't spending time with his kids, throw him in the center of the story. And you'd have something that would hang together. They haven't done that at all. They've just gone, okay, so it's an Eddie Murphy film and it's going to be a fucking murder mystery and we're going to set it in a fucking haunted mansion. So let's call it the haunted mansion. And it just, it does just feel like it's been pieced together yeah, by it, numbers. Yeah, it fe- it almost feels, and we talked about this before um, uh, on the show, that it almost feels like it was another movie and they've kind of tried to attach the property to it. Yes, it really fucking does, which, as I say, is bizarre. Because it's a Disney-owned product through and through. Mm. And I find it really strange that particularly, I mean, particularly Under Eisner's lead as well at the time. I mean, he would have been transitioning, I guess, here. But Under Eisner's uh, lead as well, who he was a big theme park guy. I mm. find it odd that they didn't try harder to get kind of the soul of the mansion into this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that, I mean the, 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 the house itself was kind of incidental. Yeah, very much so. Um, it's... It's, the problem is it's not about anything like yeah. the, the house is incidental the characters are incidental about the only thing it's about is the murder mystery of i keep which, wanting to call her constance but they didn't call her constance which in itself is fucking mad yeah they called her elizabeth it's mad there is a fucking bride in the mansion called constance yeah. like okay it, she is an evil in inverted commas character but for fuck's sake well, like, that's it christ i mean there's so much with this i mean i mean We'll get we'll get to it at the end as well, but no, so spoilers. But you know the fact that, that it's a murder mystery. That, no, but nobody even knows it's a murder mystery. They all think no. she topped herself. No, nobody so, fucking knows what they're doing there. So I mean, you you have this. You can have this thing. So right, okay. Well, we've got this. No, this ghost bride. Okay, fine. Have that haunt in the house. That no, that some fucking un, no unrequited love thing with involving Gracie. Have something. Build some fucking story around it. But yeah. I mean, it's it, it just feels like they've they've kind of got this very what would be a very traditional very easy horror horror adventure 
Um, and you know, involves a painting in an attic and a ghost and you know, unfulfilled love and all that bollocks. Been done a million times. And you just you, know, you use Eddie so you use Eddie Murphy and his family as a cipher for it, and you no know, hijinks ensue because it's a Disney you know, it's a Disney family comedy. Mm-hmm. But it's like they haven't even gone to town on that. They've gone right, okay. Well, this is a really fucking weak story. Um, we're going to hang on Eddie Murphy, but we're not going to make Eddie Murphy the main focus because actually, within the once they get to the mansion, a lot of the focus goes on to Terrence Stamp. Well, this is the thing. Ninety percent of of the film, I think, once they're at the mansion, is spent with Terrence Stamp doing weird Terrence Stamp things. Where for the, like the first, because I mean, this is only ninety minutes as well. It, like, and that's fine. You can tell this story in ninety minutes if you don't that's waste story in nine fucking minutes. Yeah, well, because there's nothing there. But um, we spend once we get to the mansion, it's about the, the 25, 30 minute mark. Then we spend a good twenty odd minutes with Terrence Stamp just being the butler and yeah. just and jollying really... around. His- yeah, being but being really, really creepy and you know, just popping up here and there and all unexpected, and it's just you no, know, they're cheap jumps. Yeah, but just generally being the, this this butler character. Yeah, um, and then all of a sudden he flips it on his head and reveals himself entirely before the threat is even built. Yeah, so we know he's the fucking bad guy. Yeah. And anyway, we'll get into this as we go through the story. But yeah, it's just all out of order, and and even the story that is here, whilst it's not great, I think there's enough pedigree in every aspect of this production that it could have worked and it could have been all right. Yeah. Like yeah. there are, there are scenes that are really fucking good. And there are some really, really nice touches. I mean, I, I texted you when we were at the 34 minute mark and I was bored to tears. I was falling asleep on the sofa. Mm. Um, but it, no, long day in work. Well, I say in work, you know, sat where I'm sat now. Um, but long day at work, kids are coming from school. They were driving me up the fucking wall. So look, I've got to watch this film. So let's all just sit down and watch it together. And I was dozing off on the sofa. It was that fucking bad. I had to get up and make another coffee. So I texted you and I'm saying, this film is fucking dull. Mm. Um, and you quite rightly no, you said, yeah, it's really boring, but it picks up. Yeah, and it I does. Thought, right, okay, no, I can see I can see it needs to pick up because some fucking thing has got to happen at some point. And lo and behold, within about five minutes of that, it did. It's no, it yeah. started it started moving through. But yeah, this, the, the whole bit, right up right up until probably the midpoint of the film, you're probably talking 45, 50 minutes before anything really happens. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it's such a shame. I, it's like they don't even get... I think I could even cope with not much happening if they'd have just got the feel right. Yeah. And, and they don't nail the feel. And we've talked about this... We talked about it this time last year, in fact, when we did um, Ernest Scared Stupid. And yeah. the one thing that film absolutely nails... Is the comedy horror aspect of things. It's it's almost scary and it pushes the boundaries of what a family can watch, but then they pull it back with like a dick and a fart joke. Yeah. I like they're not gonna do that because it's Disney, I know, but still, you just push the boundary all the fucking way and then you pull it back. And that is at the very fucking core of the Haunted Mansion as a franchise. That's the thing. It's spooky scary. It's yeah. not terrifying. I mean, fuck, it scared me as a kid. Um, I had nightmares about Little Leota as a kid, um, but <laughs> but it's it's just it's not terrifying. It's just creepy and spooky, but it's also funny because you have the hitchhiking ghosts in there and things yeah. as well, who also totally wasted. And we'll get onto that when we get to them as well. Yeah. Um, how the fuck you make a haunted mansion movie and have them in it for like ten seconds? Well, yeah, that's it. and there's there's loads of touches like that. And there's some some really nice touches like you know the, the skeleton horse and stuff like that. They're all in there, but you barely see it. Don't get me started on the scandal horse. We'll we'll talk about that when we get there. But I mean, we're you know we're a good uh, twenty odd minutes into this, and we've barely even started going through the film. We we started. I, I'm just so 
as you can probably tell, this is a franchise that I am. I say franchise. This is the first film in it, but the Haunted Mansion in general is something I am very passionate about. Yeah. And you know, I feel like this could be so much better. Incidentally, there is another film in the works, not a sequel or anything like that, completely unconnected. Um, somewhere in the dark reaches of my mind, I have a feeling. I'm sure someone told me Diablo Cody was involved, but I could mm. be wrong. Yeah, that's that's ringing a bell actually. Um, I don't know why. There's definitely, and I could be wrong about that, but there's definitely another film in production anyway. Um, uh, yeah, um, so it was announced in 2010 at Comic-Con that um, a new film based on it was in development with Guillermo del Toro. Uh, but, 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 I mean, there's your guy, right? Yeah. There. You want to do this, there's your guy, but obviously that's yeah. formed by the wayside. Yeah, well, so that's that's formed by the wayside. Um, in 2014, he's announced a separate film project, a cartoon special based on it, was um, uh, being animated by Grizz Grimley. Um uh, it was to be aired on the Disney Channel and Disney XD, uh, but was cancelled. And then on the 28th of August this year, so what, like eight weeks ago, seven weeks yeah. ago, it was announced a new live-action adaptation was in the works with Katie Dippold and Dan Lin um, involved, uh, writing and producing. Where did I get Diablo Cody from then? I don't know. Um, so Maybe I'm Katie, thinking of something else. I don't know. Um, Katie Dippold um, was a writer on Parks and Rec. She wrote The Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. And um, part of the, she was involved in the Ghostbusters reboot in 2016. So I'm not holding out a great amount of hope, to be honest. I've not seen either of those, but um, I don't know. People, Some people really like that Ghostbusters reboot. I've still not seen it. So If you if you take it as being entirely separate, then it's it's passable. Um, that's the rule of all reboots for me you know that any any yeah. reboot or sequel I, I approach it on its own terms so yeah i mean but, it's it's the story's all right the characters are a bit lacking but this isn't a ghostbusters uh podcast maybe we'll get to that no, another day no it's not it, but, it's, but it's interesting that's an interesting choice for a haunted mansion movie because ghostbusters again as as a film gets that balance that's what you need for the haunted mansion that's the level of kind of spooky silliness that yes. you need yeah. um and, and that's what's missing here and ghostbusters also i would consider a family film just like pushing yeah. the edge of scary like you probably couldn't have watched that with your kids at the moment saying that i was probably watching ghostbusters when i was jess's age i uh, I'd, I'd have, I'd have uh, been watching it by now yeah yeah probably um i don't know anyway um let's, yeah, let's incidentally, she lasted about 12 minutes and then fucked off to do something else i was just about to say what did the kids think of it so it even bored the kids well uh, yeah, so number one, watch it. She's not she's not massively into films anyway. She does not really have the attention span for it. She'd rather you know, be doing gymnastics and twirling around the living room and shit like that because she's a very active, energetic child. Um, number two is fucking manic, but if you put the TV on, he will stare at it. He will literally just, whatever it is. I mean, you can put the news on in the morning. He's a, okay. So... Oh, he, a screen is moving. He's watching it. Um, yeah. And he he got to about the hour mark before he he started. He got a bit scared when the, the um, when they were in the crypt. Um, which is where it gets really fucking good well yeah but he's six yeah um so you got a bit scared there and then um he realized that uh the other one was off doing something else and having fun so he fucked off as well so i, I ended up watching it watching the end of it on my own which was great yeah um i mean if he got scared of the crypt he probably would have got really scared at the end so that was probably a good thing um but anyway yeah to move through it so we have this stuff with eddie murphy at the start i've not got too many notes about that because it's actually as i said i was actually really enjoying that it didn't feel like a haunted mansion film but i was like you know what we need to get to know these characters it felt like it was going to be it felt like it was going to be like a workplace comedy especially when he didn't sell in the house and shit like that it was going to be um you know it was going to be that sort of fairly light-hearted um Almost to a point where, you know, if you don't know what you're expecting with with the franchise, you're thinking, right, this could be sort of numb, fucking Home Alone type hijinks, but with ghosts. Yeah, uh, and and look, like I said, Eddie Murphy always watchable. Uh, all the cast, to be fair, are 
pretty good. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I was fine with that. And then, but then, you know, after about 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is, I was like, oh, come on, let's just get to the, like, it's called Haunted Mansion. Let's just get to it. Right. So we get the phone call and it's all a bit weird. And already, just from, and, and so to its credit, the backstory in, in the credits work because as soon as the phone call comes and, uh, and is it Elizabeth, his wife is? No, Elizabeth's the Sarah. dead, right? Sarah's the wife. You think I'd remember that? Um, yeah, so serious phone call, and he's told to come alone. Now, yeah, straight away, then. That's not creepy either. No, that's no, not creepy at all. No, but to their credit, now, well, not is it to their credit? I don't know. Depends where the story's going to go, which, as it turns out, no, it's not to their credit, I suppose. But as an audience, we're putting two and two together already. Okay. Yeah. We understand now. Especially with the voice as well, because it's a very, <clears throat> excuse me, um, no, it's a very eerie, it's quite, it's quite an authoritative voice, but it's quite eerie and it's quite stunted. Yes. Um, you know, it, and it, it's not. It's certainly not the terrorist terror stamp you expect, no. um, but it's no. You can tell that it's not. It's not an earthly, not an ordinary voice. So no. as, as you say, even if you haven't quite twigged that this is going to be the house where the kid dropped all the flyers at the beginning, you get the impression it's somewhere not very fucking good because a, it's called a haunted mansion, so you're expecting a haunted house, and also the way he's speaking, you're thinking, right, okay, well, this is they're trying to lure her for some reason. I don't know why. I want to keep watching to find out why. Yeah, well, I, I'd already worked out that, and not because I watched it before, but just from the, the ballroom stuff at the start, where we had the letter exchange hands, and then Gracie hanging himself. I kind of assumed like, that was going to be yeah. the case. Okay, this is, unre- this is unrequited love, and she's the reincarnated soul of it. Like, I was there. I'd worked that out. And the intent is for us to work that out. They're giving us that information. Yeah. So, to me, like, that works on one level. Like I said, the talent is there. That works. But then that leaves us no mystery whatsoever. I'd already knew everything that was going on by the time this happened. I was like, okay, I see how this is going to work. Um, they did pull the rug out from under me in that it didn't work. It didn't go down rather the way I thought it would because nothing fucking happens. I mean, in my mind, she was going to go there, essentially get kidnapped. Yeah. Um, look, here's the better film, okay? And I'll point this out as we go <laughs> through. But here's the better film. She goes there. Gracie can still be benevolent and everything and the butler can still be, spoilers, the bad guy, okay? But she goes there. She's yeah, essentially held. Say, it's not really a spoiler because the butler fucking did it. The butler yeah. always fucking does it. Uh, right. She goes there. She's held hostage by the mansion. So the butler commands the house, turns the house against Eddie Murphy. OK, so yeah. he gets he gets immediately when he gets there and he shouldn't be there. We have an initial scene with him. He immediately gets turfed out of the mansion with yeah. the kids in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Like, however you want to do it is absolutely fine. But he you gets turn, turned you turn into You turn into a fucking maze where, you know, you, you start going yes. on corridors, you get lost, and you end up going through a door you think takes you back to the dining room, actually takes you outside, and once you're out, you can't get back in. Exactly. Yeah. And so then the rest of the film is that the house is working against him. He has to get back indoors, work his way up to the attic or to the yeah. ballroom or whatever it's going to be to save his wife. Yeah. There's the better film. Well, like, first start, why, it's a fucking story. Why isn't this that? Because that is all we needed. The characters yeah. are there, okay? The characters are fine. It works. That way he doesn't have to have a sort of disassociative relationship with the kids or the wife. It's just a case of, that's the woman I love. That's the mother of my children. She's trapped inside. We have to go and save her. That's and, and again, fine. And again, we've already had this bit whereby, you know, he, he misses their anniversary dinner because he's working, you know, and, and with best intentions, and you always see it in these films, that the intentions are good and he just gets caught up in something that, you know, in business terms is really good. And as, as as their business partners, you'd expect her to be on board with that because yeah. it's an extra fucking house for them to sell or yes. whatever it was. So, but if you want to know, you want to, you want to raise the stakes. It's not that she no, she forgives no, she forgives him and it's all lighthearted and they know they go they go agree to go away on this trip. She needs to be fucked off with him. 
there yeah. needs there needs to be a threat to their relationship to give her so that no even, even if it's just in his mind there is a there's a threat that she might actually revert to this guy she might actually fall for the, for for Gracie because she's so fucked off for them that she's so angry that their relationship is so damaged he is, he is genuinely concerned and all of that's there if you want it as well so all it, it's all there and actually it's fuck it is fucking in the script you can see this stuff you can see the bones of it and it i really feel like it was there at some point yeah, and it's, it's been just, removed it's just play it's played too nice is the problem they they the the home stuff is played too is played too saccharine yeah and no let's, um, let's be fair i mean no, i i'm i've got a wife and two kids we don't always all get along I, sometimes I get home from work. I haven't, I haven't had a really long fucking day. I'm in a mood. I, I'm not all nice to the kids, and not, everything's not great. And I, my my first response is, let's all go away for the weekend. Is why don't you all fuck off and leave me alone so I can have a pint in peace? Yeah, that's it. That's that's no, that's real life. But they've kind of they, they've they've held back on that, and they've gone, okay, well, this is Disney, so everything has to be perfect. Even when it's not, we have to present it as being you no know, the, the the stable family unit and you know, the um you no know, what what would you no know, be our, you know, our normal if you like you know where we have. A happy family and, and the happy family is challenged in a way that almost breaks them yeah or or even if you don't if you don't want to push that and you don't want to present a dysfunctional family uh or, or an outwardly dysfunctional family anyway mm-hmm. there, there's another way you can go down that way um when eddie murphy's character is there he's so wound up in wanting to sell the house that he spends an entire dinner himself talking to gracie trying yeah. to sell him uh whilst the butler's giving his wife the tour and the mansion is slowly working its spell yeah, on her. Yeah, it's, 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 it's weaving her in. Yeah, I, exactly. Okay. And then he's responsible for the fact that she's now captured in yes. the mansion. Maybe she can even get possessed. And maybe you do make Elizabeth call Sarah. a fucking Constance, make her an evil. Yeah. But I'm not about, oh, sorry, I'm not yeah. about the ghost. You make yeah, her an sorry. evil, you make her an evil character. Okay. Make a Constance, have a possess Sarah, have Sarah be the then villain. Yeah. There's yeah. all of this, all of this stuff you can pull out of it. Yeah, and it's not there, and it's so fucking easy. And look, and there's some, there's some really rich and really, you know, really fine strands to pull at with this. Yeah. And as you said, it's it, it's almost in the script, and you just get the impression it's been, it's been dialed back and stripped out to to Disneyfy it. Definitely, which is, again, I just keep coming back. It's so fucking weird because it's a Disney product to begin with. Mm. Like it, it's not like this is an adaptation of fucking some i don't know stephen king novel yeah this is this is a fucking disney property to begin with it's so fucking weird anyway right let's start going through it because i could fucking bitch about this all night first note once we're out of this bit with eddie murphy they're towards the mansion yeah he answers the phone at the wheel of the car on the way to the mansion for some reason that really fucking bugged me <laughs> he's got all the kids and his wife in the car and he answers his phone and he's yakety yakking on his phone while he's fucking driving towards the mansion. That's really fucking irresponsible to show on screen. But this was 2003. It was fine back then. Nobody, I know. Nobody I know. ever died from it then. I know. It just shows the age of it. It would be fine even if it was an action film or something like that. But this, it just felt, because we'd been playing Happy Families for 20 minutes, this yeah. just felt really fucking weird. Um, we get to the mansion, and here is the first point in the film, to be honest, where I start... Well, I wasn't keen on the credits, as I say, but this is the first part where I'm looking at it going, something's wrong. Uh, because the mansion itself is quite clearly CG. Yeah. Um, and again, it's called the Haunted Mansion. It's been made by Disney. Why is it not either of the Haunted Mansions? Yeah, exactly. Why is it? It's a weird hodgepodge of both. It's kind of got, it's got the facade of the Haunted Mansion in California. It's got that kind of southern 
mansion house yeah. feel. Well, it's, but it's then, set in like Louisiana, isn't it? it yeah, which um, you know, it's, it's New Orleans in in Calif- in California. So it's got that kind of that kind of period feel to it. But then it's got kind of the gazebo and the European Gothic influence of the Florida mansion. Yeah. Because so I mean, I've I've not seen the California one, so that's the one I that, that's the one I sort of recognised. Um, but it's not, as you say, it's 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 not either or. It's kind of a a weird mix. Um, yeah. But if if you're gonna if you're gonna do that, if you're not gonna stick with one, no, if you're not gonna say right, we're gonna use the California one as an example, make a fucking new one, design one that fits what yes. you need. Yes, exactly. If, um, if, you're, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna base it on a property you already own and already have, so you have an aesthetic there, and B, you're not gonna build the cunt anyway. You can do it in CG. Do something completely fucking new. Yep. Uh, it just struck me as weird that it Although, didn't look like... I mean, that in itself bugged me. I mean, I, I, we had a conversation, fuck, in about 2004, 2005, when Monster House came out. Yeah. And the conversation we had was along the lines of, why did the entire film need to be CG? They could have quite easily made that film as a, yeah. a live-action film. Yeah. And that was, that was my gripe with with this as well. There's there's too many There are too many things that are CG that didn't need to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah, completely. Um but it was 2003. CG was the thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Ruined it. Um, so, so yeah, the mansion bugged me. And I, I think I get it in the certainly California's mansion. Less so Florida's. Florida's looks a little bit run down, but it's still quite well kept. But certainly California's mansion. Part of the beauty of it, and, and Walt Disney himself was very insistent on this, was that it had to fit into Disneyland. So it couldn't look like a run down dilapidated house the the line from walt was always we'll take care of the outside and the ghost will take care of the inside um so on film it's not going to look like your stereotypical haunted house but that's part of the beauty of the haunted mansion is that it's yes it's a mansion but it it looks beautiful from the outside it looks like this pristine manor house well well, that's it it's that cracked facade when you go in Well, I said from the outside, you you want the garden, the grounds to be immaculate. You want the gates and the the the, um, the fencing and all the, all the pillars. And you want it all to be perfect. You want the house to look like it's made of solid fucking gold. You want some proper Gatsby shit going on. And then when you go inside, it's almost like you cross the threshold and you have to step back and go, you know, it's the same fucking house. And straight away, as an audience, that would put you on edge. Yeah. Um, so I guess it could have worked then, actually. Um, particularly, you know, if you've got a house like that and then they get the reveal of the graveyard, for instance. Yes. That would have been much creepier if it was a perfectly normal looking house. And if the first reaction when they pull up and they see this pristine mansion is, whoa, this is worth some money. This is a yeah. big score. This this is a big deal for us. Yeah. But they don't do that. They give us this weird hodgepodge. Like, small fish. OK, I'm not super bothered about it, but it was the first thing where I went, oh, I don't like that. Um, then. We get into the into the mansion. We get introduced to the butler and stuff. Um, now, it, there's more stuff outside the mansion as well. They start squabbling a little bit and stuff. And I'm all for getting to know the characters. And I've enjoyed it thus far. But we're approaching probably the 25-minute mark now. Yeah, might like, be near 30, to be honest. Where are the skiers? This is called yeah. Haunted Mansion. Like, I know these characters now. You've done your job. I know the characters. Where are the fucking skiers? Um, yeah. There's no mood. And this is just totally killing it. For a start... Why the fuck do they arrive in the middle of the day? Mm. Like, yeah. what for what possible good reason do they arrive? Why is it not nighttime? Like, it starts well, raining as they approach the mansion. That's that's cool. And that's actually a nice little touch to the original story. Uh, there is, incidentally, I said there's various different stories. Don't imagine the official one was released on a CD. It came with a book as well. Uh, and when the, the guys that are going up to check on the mansion arrive, it starts raining. So mm. they do that. Okay, that works well. 
Um, but why, why have them arrive in the middle of the day? What possible good well, does that do? I mean, the thing is, you could, you could from from a story point of view, you get you know, they're, they're they're going on a trip, so you get the fact that they're calling there on the way. I I get that, I appreciate that. But I say it's far more atmospheric if they get lost or they get delayed or so they're arriving at night. Then yep. the whole graveyard thing is spooky as fuck. Yeah. Because all of a sudden it's a great it's a, a graveyard in fucking pitch black in this really weird fucking place. So that would be better. But also the fact they go into the house, it's day, it's daytime. And then you know, it starts raining and all of a sudden it's it's really fucking dark and the rain has come down and everything's flooded. It's like, hang on, how how did that happen in the space of two minutes? Yep. It's just kind of going, Oh yeah, we we need a reason why they can't leave. Yeah, it's bollocks. It's bollocks. Um so they get there. Um initially when they walk through through the threshold, uh, and I've written the note here that the set I, I put the sets are stunning. What I should have written was the set is stunning yeah. because there ain't many fucking rooms to this mansion. No. Um, we don't see much of this motherfucker. Um, well, this, and again, no, this is the sort of thing you use. If you know you want to build up your scares, you, you don't want to be too scary because it's a family product. You want to build up your scares without having things jumping out and you know, people getting dismembered and shit like that. You want to build up this fat thing of you know, getting lost, being able to get lost in this place. And they try it. They, all, they do try it with Eddie Murphy. They, you know, he finds a secret passage and he goes off and he gets stuck behind the walls and you see, you know, you see him moving the eye holes in the, in the paint and shit like that. They try it, but then they throw it away. There's no tension to it. None. There's no tension because there's no stakes. Yeah. Uh, and I'll comment on that later on. We don't understand what the stakes are um, because they, there's no ticking clock. There's no threat. There's no tangible threat at all until we get to the crypt at the end. Yeah. Um, there's, there's nothing. Um, so they get in. Ramsley appears. Um, now, this may be a me thing, okay? But this really fucking annoyed me as well. Why did they feel the need to, like, fox X-Men his uniform? Like, he's wearing a really toned-down kind of real-world palette version of the ride operator's uniform from the Haunted Mansion. He's got, like, instead of a green and black striped waistcoat, he's got, like, a sort of mustardy yellow and grey waistcoat, yeah. and he's and he's got, like, a purple overcoat. Fine, but look, it's called the fucking Haunted Mansion. This Put is him it, and... in the fucking Haunted Mansion's yeah, butler's if you, outfit. If you're going to do it, again, no, and this is what I was saying about, no, about shoehorning a property, and if you're going to use the property, use it properly. Yes. No. Take you know. Take on the character names. Take take on the character traits. Design the fucking product the same or as near as damn it as you can. Dread, you know, if there's a, if there's a particular characteristic of a character, if they speak in a particular way, if they wear a particular uh, costume, use that. You, you know, you've got the source material there. You don't have to. You know, you don't have to rethink everything. You don't have to reinvent the wheel. No. And this is no, this is my big problem with this. As I said, it's it's not it's not the haunted mansion, but it's not anything else either because they've what it there's a there's a decent pseudo horror film in here somewhere I agree. somewhere but it's been watered down beyond belief to a point where um i think it's the very first scene of the very first episode of malcolm in the middle whereby the father is watering down the orange juice in the fridge because they can't afford to buy more and the mother turns around and said there's no point you've been watering down water for the last four weeks yeah. and it's kind of like that it's diluted to a point where you're not even diluting it anymore it, you're just replacing it yeah it's but, you know, as we were saying, there is something in there. Like, at this point now, for all I've grumbled about them arriving in the day, as you say, when they get there, it starts raining. It turns to, there's a storm. You know, we've got, so at this point now, they've walked in. They've seen the graveyard. There's cobwebs everywhere. There's a storm raging outside. That set is stunning. 
you know, and and we've got all the ingredients now. They're in the haunted mansion. We've got a spooky butler. There's a storm raging, you know, and he starts giving it all. The master is not well. Yeah. You know, he starts giving it all of that. And you're like, well, there's something there's something here now. Why is he not well? Is he is he dead? Is he a psycho killer? What's going on? So yeah. there's something there. But we need more scares. The atmosphere yeah. is all fine. We're not building tension and releasing it, which is vital to horror. We've talked about that on this podcast before. You build tension, you release it, and especially in comedy horror, because that's what the comedy works for. It releases the tension. Um, But it's just, it lacks teeth, is the thing. It is completely lacking in teeth, isn't it? Um, It's just so bland. Um, So, I mean, then we get the vanishing maid, for instance. You know, again, it's got all the ingredients. This is all good stuff. Yeah. But now it's all coming thick and fast. And it's like, why is this not spaced out? Why? Yeah. We, with this, we need to discover this slowly. You need to draw us in. Well, well this is it. And again, you want to, you want to you make the house a character because the, the fucking house is the thing. Yeah. So you, you, you build up on the fact that, you no, know, you, you get the maid and you no, know, she disappears. You no, know, even to a point where, you know, there's, there's some nice, there, there are lots of paintings, and they do it, and they do it once or twice, where the paintings move after Eddie Murphy passes them. But there are so many bits of art they could, they could make that a feature without, I mean, dwelling too hard on it. You can, you no, know, you could quite easily, you, know, you have a statue that's eyes move, or a painting that all of a sudden it changes in the frame. So once it disappears from frame, it comes back in. It's a different painting. There are loads of really subtle things that you can do to convey the fact that there's some shit going on with the house, but yes. they don't build on any of that. And that all ties into the mansion as well. The paintings are, as you go into the ride, as you first go in on your doom buggies, those paintings, or actually in California, you're walking down a hall and see those paintings. Those are from the ride. The mm. busts are from the ride. The yeah. very first place you go through, or one of the very first places you go through, is the library. Okay, they all work well. They draw they draw you in as a fan, and they are spooky. In fact, that whole section, just before he gets to Leota, because yeah. then it goes all kinds of wrong, but the wallpaper changes because, again, I'm looking at it going, where's the fucking mansion wallpaper? And yeah. then he goes down the hallway and you, the, he's walking down the, the portrait gallery and then he rounds the corner by the bus. And then there's the mansion wallpaper and there's the beating door. And it's like, OK, this is the haunted mansion. And it's creepy and spooky yeah. and everything that it should be. And that's what we need. But instead, what we get is this kind of weird. So he's done his bit where he's like Eddie Murphy's introduced himself to, to Gracie and stuff. Yeah, and then yeah. they they all kind of go this separate ways exploring the mansion. He has a slight sort of falling out with with Sarah. Um, yeah. And they all kind of go this separate ways. So so the kids are off chasing Elizabeth's glowy ball around. Yeah. Eddie Murphy's just having a wander, basically. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. And again, this is like we're saying. He, he gets summoned to go and meet Gracie. So he, he goes off and he gets lost. Brilliant. You've got some good, you've got opportunity here for some, again, some real scares, some real, real tension, some real threat. Yes. But instead, we get him wandering around with a candelabra going, hello, hi, hello, is anybody there? It's like, fucking yeah. hell. It's like, no, it's like my grand answering the phone. And meanwhile, yeah. And meanwhile, Gracie then manages, because sort of Ramsley set it up that he's lost and he's wandering around. Um, Gracie gets to spend some time with uh, Sarah, who's gone down looking for Eddie Murphy's character. Yeah. Jim? Jim, isn't it? Yeah. I think it's Jim. Jim. Jim but yeah, God, now looking for Jim. Um, and then Gracie just drops these exposition, this exposition bomb on her, uh, giving us all, again, gives us all the fucking backstory here. Um, and it's just, it's weird because he gives it to us in chunks. So we cross cut with the kids doing their exploring. Yeah. And 
it just feels weird because we've already seen it in the credits as well. So why not just drop it from the credits entirely? Don't give it to us in its entirety here, but have Gracie start sowing those seeds as the kids are exploring. Have yeah. Gracie start saying, oh, yes, well, my one true love committed suicide and I've never been able to give my, forgive myself for it. I feel like I'm responsible. You know, this mansion holds bad memories. And that yeah. builds atmosphere. But then stay with that and don't cut to the fucking kids chasing a glowy blue fucking orb. Well, yeah, that's right. Because that ain't fucking scary. No, like, I, and again, it could be. There, there's potential there. No, if, if there's, in if the there's, right context, yeah. yeah. If, there's, if there's some sort of threat associated with this with this glowing ball, if there's something that you're thinking, hang on, well, no, if, if we've had something that's alluding to it before now that makes you think actually it might be a little bit sinister, again, it gives us something to, something to, fo- to focus on, something to dwell on, whereas actually you're going, oh, okay, it's fucking Tinkerbell floating around the place. And you see, the, the key problem with it is there's no it doesn't feel threatening because there's no tangible threat at this point we don't really know like ramsey's creepy but he's not he doesn't seem evil or no no that's right and he's, he's done ma- nothing nobody's done anything to suggest no, that there's a no threat. he doesn't seem malevolent at all does he um it, but then when you get gracie then as well he's charming and yes. and pleasant and disarming and not actually in the slightest bit creepy yeah so at least if Sarah was alone with with a Gracie that's actually just a little bit off, yeah, then that would build the atmosphere. And then, you know, if he just hits those lines properly about how, you know, he thinks his spirit is trapped here and things like that, and then we get the kids chasing the glowing orb and things like that, yeah. then we've got something. Yeah, there's, we, there's, some, there's some sort of context. But we don't have that. And again, this is all being told to us before we've even had a chance to explore the mansion. Yeah. So we're not looking for an explanation as to what's going on because we don't fucking know what's going on. Yeah, we don't know there's anything going on. No. We've not fucking seen it. No. So, again, I think the scene works. Yeah, the scene is good. It's just... It doesn't mean anything. Um, So, yeah. So then we get... I've written here the next note. This is... We've already talked about it. We've got Eddie Murphy exploring and the portraits and the busts are fucking great. It is much more like it. That scene is fantastic. Um... Actually, the Mandarin wallpaper looks a bit out of place uh, in when you see it in the real world and bright pill. But look, I'll fucking go with it because yeah. what a fucking Mandarin wallpaper. And I own it as a print on multiple things in this fucking house. I own it on my fucking COVID masks. <laughs> like, I've, I cannot I cannot criticize this fucking pattern. OK, um, so but again, as he's explored, we cross cut back to the back to the kids. So all of the all of the tension that's being built up is just is killed entirely yeah. when we go back to the kids who are not in danger. Yeah. Um, then we get a mirror. We get the scene where he's in the attic and he finds the mirror. And that's good. that's a good jump scare. Yeah. Like we need more of that. Like the CG is fucking terrible, but. That's what we need. We need more of that. Yeah. Um, you know, he looks in the mirror and he sees his decayed face and stuff. It's yeah. not explained why exactly that's happening, but pff, haunted mansion. Who cares, isn't it? Um, well, yeah, that's it. And, but again, this is the, this is the sort of thing that bugs me is that it's a one and done. It's a decent scare, but we we don't at any point we don't see that later on where they're walking past it and all of a sudden everybody's decaying, but nobody sees it. You know, there are ways you can there are things you can do just to convey how fucked up this house is. Yeah. And they just don't take any of them. No. And so then we get the reveal. The kids find the portrait. And, of course, Elizabeth looks like Sarah. But we already know that. Because he's already fucking told us. Because he's told us. So this doesn't fucking work. 
Like it's this is why the cross cutting doesn't work. It's really fucking. But look, we we've had it, it's starting to go downhill rapidly. But the stuff with Eddie Murphy was good. But then, thank fuck, Wallace Shawn shows up. Thank fuck for Wallace Shawn. I love Wallace Shawn. So do I. And let's be fair, <laughs> he's never anything but Wallace Shawn. No, he's exactly. Like, he's 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 a hundred percent Wallace Shawn in this as well. Yeah, but absolutely. I'll, he's fucking brilliant, isn't he? Like yeah. I, he he could save anything, honestly. Um, he is literally just being Wallace Shawn here, but I will take that. It's fine. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. However, my next note, and I've already I've already addressed it. Why the fuck is Elizabeth not called Constance? That is just such a gimme that I I don't under, I don't understand. I don't fucking understand why you wouldn't do that. Um, no. But anyway, we then get so we get the revelation and we get some exposition dropped by Wallace Shawn. Um, and then we get just the most horrible, weirdest cut into the Leota scene. Yeah. It's, it's horrible. Um, and then, oh, fuck, yeah, then there's Madame Leota. Look, I love Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I, I love Jennifer Tilly. I, I'm, I'm even to a point where I'll sit down and quite happily watch fucking Bride of Chucky and stuff like that. Yeah, love I her. Love She's the woman. not Madame Leota, though. Like, no, that voice, that voice is all kinds of wrong. Yeah. Like, that it's supposed to be fucking Eleanor Audley. How do you cast Jennifer fucking Tilly? Why the hell do you... Like, for what good Leota actually does here? Let's be fair. For, like, she's there for set dressing, okay? Yeah, uh, it's, she it's, just, actually, it's another weird thing, in that? She doesn't actually add much in terms of exposition. No. She's talking in riddles anyway. Why don't you just use the ride audio? Well, why, yeah, don't you, why don't you just use fucking Leota? Um, maybe there's a rights issue. Um, well, then again, it's Disney and Disney, isn't it? Oh yeah, but it's dead performers, so it's it's getting the family involved and stuff as well. But look, even if you're not getting Jennifer Tilly, okay, and I know I know she's a lot younger at this point, so we're in two thousand and three, and I know we're not there with Maleficent and stuff yet. But like Angelina Jolie is a person that exists in this world. <laughs> like, well, why, I mean, of course, why did you not go there? She would have been cheap enough at this point as well. Well, yeah, but no, at this point, she, you know, she's making a name for herself. She's no, she's around. Oh, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. She's around. She's not, like, Maleficent-level superstar yet. No, but, but she's, she, I mean, she, she's getting there. I mean, she's done... Go, yeah, she's fucking getting there. I mean, she's done... Uh, Girl Interrupted and stuff. No, she's, oh, she's, she's easily done that. She yeah, might she's, I mean, when was, when was Mr. and Mrs. Smith? 2005. There you go, right? Okay. So, so she, yeah. she's on she's on the fucking stuff. verge of, no, of skyrocketing. And, she, no, she's already up there anyway, but she's on the verge of becoming, like, megastar. I mean, maybe she's too big at this point then because you've already got Eddie Murphy. Um, maybe. I mean, the budget on this was fucking huge anyway, so maybe that wouldn't or maybe that was a factor. But look, she's she's an actress you could have cast. Or if you're not going to go for the obvious, like, let's let's get the attitude and let's get the voice down. If you want to go for somebody that you can make look like Leota, like, why didn't you... What's fucking Susan Sarandon? Like, why... What is wrong with these people? Like, it's fucking Disney. It's just like, it's not like they've got empty pockets. Well, no, that's right. And I mean, to be fair, I mean, you could you could even do it. I mean, given they're, they're so intent on fucking CG and everything anyway, you know, get some, get a fucking unknown. Yeah, well, yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like, I, I'm anybody. Honest, just about anybody would have been better than Jennifer Tilly to play. Well, yeah, especially when they're not letting Jennifer Tilly be Jennifer Tilly. No, because you... Because this is the thing, like very, very few parts of this film do they slavishly stick to the ride. Yeah. Uh, when they do pull stuff out of the ride, it tends to be throwaway stuff. But Leota's got, she's in it quite a bit. Uh, so she's a character they're going to use. But Leota is also a huge part of the ride. So you can't just kind of 
you can't reinvent that character. So yeah. you have to have somebody play that character. So yeah, she's not going to be Jennifer Tilly because she has to be Jennifer Tilly playing Madame Leota. Hmm. Um, but the problem is that voice is just so wrong. Like it doesn't fucking match with what Leota needs to be. It's not scary at all. And it's not like it works in, it works for Tiffany in Bride of Chucky because she sounds hmm. psychotic. Yeah. But it, that's not what Leota should sound like. So yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I got the impression with this. I mean, I knew it was Jennifer Tilly. You know, you can. I, it took me a second to to realize who it was. Um, main, as I say, mainly because I was half asleep. Um, but yeah, it was just one of those. I'm thinking it's not. She's not a good fit for it. It's. I mean, not what, at all. Whatever, they, whatever she's trying to do or whatever they're trying to get her to do doesn't work. No. And it's like she's you no. Know, obviously, she's she's being directed and she's doing what you no. Know, she's putting her spin on it, but she's you no. Know, she's being you no. Know, she's acting as directed as well. And yes, it's just like, do they not know what to do with her, or does she not know what to do with the character, or are they not placing that much stock in it, and she's just getting paid? She's just fundamentally miscast. It's that simple. Like this is not. She is not right. She is not. And I like I say, I I love Jennifer Tilly generally, but mm. she is not right for this role. Some actors just aren't right for. I couldn't play Madame Leota, no. and neither can she. So. <laughs> That's just the way it well, is. I, I work on the theory. I, I made a good fist of it, and it cost him a lot less money. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I couldn't have been any fucking worse, I'll be honest. Well, that's um, it. And me and drag's probably scarier than Jennifer Tilly. Anyway, um, <laughs> she's just a terrible, terrible choice. Yeah, and I think you're I, right there. Just, it pulled me out of the film immediately, and I, to the point where all of the good that they had done up until this point... You know, we, you know, we, I was starting to drift. Okay. I liked the start. Then I was starting to fucking drift and question what was going on and starting to get bored. Then we had all that stuff with Eddie Murphy. And I was like, this is all good. Yeah. But then she's awful. The fucking scene with Leota anyway is awful. Like we've had all of this fucking buildup and, and we get like, we've had, a, you know, he finds Madame Leota. He's gone down the hall and you're expecting her to drop like this big exposition bomb and for it to be really yeah. scary. And instead, and all right, she talks in rhymes and stuff because that's what Leota does. And she does give us the exposition, the same as we've been having downstairs, which we've already heard it all. So I don't see why we need her. Um, but the scene is just fucking terrible. It's appallingly handled the way everything's swirling around him. It all looks terrible. Yeah, it looks and look, terrible. I know that is Leota's room. I know. I know what they're doing. But it doesn't work because it just doesn't fit now. We, we yeah. This isn't the film that we're watching. So... Yeah, it's fucking terrible. Um, and she gives him this fucking mission. Like, Leota acts as our mission giver. She's yeah. like, we've had the backstory. It's, it's not so much exposition. I've said that, you know, for her to drop exposition, but she doesn't. It's more, she's our fucking sage. She's our mission giver. She's like, you have to go and find the fucking chest and you need the key and all this sort of shit. Mm. Uh, why, though? Like, what, what, I don't. What what are we trying to achieve? Well, no, and but again, even even if you're thinking right here, that that's what this film is going to be. We're you know, we we're now going to go we're going to go into this you know, underworldy sort of quest bit, and that's going to take us a bit of time. A, it comes too fucking late in the film because the film doesn't know what it is at this point, and B, when they do go on it, it lasts all of thirty fucking seconds. But why are they even going on it? Because yes, okay, we know that um, Elizabeth looks like Sarah. We know that there's, and that's what Gracie wants, right? We we know all of that. We've been told that. But there's still no threat, is there? No. They, like at no point he hasn't kidnapped them. He hasn't threatened to kill her. She's he shown no sign of thrall. No, it's no. it's no. She's she's there's still nothing. herself. There's nothing yeah. going on with her. No, there is Other no. Than she's being polite to the fucking house owner when he's showing her around. There is no threat here whatsoever. So why Eddie Murphy decides to go on this quest and not just go, ah, fuck this, 
Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm getting like, my wife and we're going, we're going on holiday like I fucking planned. Yeah. I mean, Eddie Murphy, incidentally, um, he's he's got a skit about why uh, black people would just never actually be in a horror movie situation in real life because they're too smart and they just go, oh, fuck this shit. I'm going. Yeah. And like that, it feels like that's what he should be doing here. Yeah. Just go, oh, it's fuck just, this. Yeah. It's like, like, yeah, this is all bullshit. I'm off. Yeah, and I, I feel like why? Why does he need to go to the crypt and get the fucking key? Why? Why? Yeah. What, what's the fucking point? Was he? Was he possibly? He doesn't know Gracie well enough to want to help him. Uh, there's no tangible threat to his wife. His kids are fine. Yeah. Like he's okay. Well, he hasn't even seen uh, apart from a door beating. He hasn't even seen some spooky shit. He didn't see the paintings. He didn't clock the busts. No, he saw his face in the in the in the mirror. Yeah, and that's it. So and, like, and, and, no, the disembodied head in a crystal ball. So fuck it, like yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's like okay, that's fucked up. I'm out. Yeah, like the comedy horror balance is just all wrong as well, which is yeah. why Leota isn't working. Like Leota, I feel like it's correct that she's a good guy. I feel like that's right. Leota should definitely yeah. be uh, on on the side of good because she's the kind of mental figure. But yeah. she's not because again, it's because it's Jennifer Tilly. Like she's not fucking scary. Like this scene needs to be creepy as well. Well, the thing you, know, is you can you can do this in two ways, well, because you can make the by, with a better performance, you can make the scene creepy, but again, you can break that with a bit of comedy at the end, whereby you know, she's talking in riddles and all this shit, and it, he still doesn't get it. In the end, she just drops it and drops it into a normal voice and goes, "Go and find a fucking key." You know, yeah, just completely break it off, make a joke of the whole thing, and you've had you've had that. No, you've had the build, you've had the release, and then we move on. Yeah, but as it is, it's just a fuck. It's a nonsense scene. It just doesn't fucking do anything. And I mean, again, I, I, and I'm just spitballing ideas here that are literally coming to me right now. But we've had all of the build up with the exposition downstairs as well. Yeah. We haven't really seen any ghosts or anything as such at, at this point. We've only seen kind of Ramsley and the maid vanish and stuff. And we assume that Wallace Shawn is a ghost as well. Yeah. Nothing signifies they're ghosts because they just look like fucking people. We'll get onto that in a minute. Yeah. Um, so at that point, so we're starting to ratchet the tension. So why not, again, bear in mind it's called The Haunted Mansion. We're at roughly the midpoint of the film. Yeah. At roughly the midpoint in the ride, you get to Leota's room. Hmm. And at that, when you get to Leota's room, before you get there, you haven't seen any ghosts. You've seen stuff move. You've seen the paintings. You've seen all sorts of creepy shit. You haven't seen any ghosts. It's Leota that summons the ghosts. Hmm. So why don't we do that here? Why don't all yeah. of a sudden, if she's going to set him off on his quest now, she's the mission giver. Yeah. She brings the mansion to life. Because not only that, I mean, at this point, he's got no reason to believe any fucking thing. No. So, all, no, if she, no, she's there proving something. Okay, well, you need this quest. I don't need to do shit. Well, actually, you do. Appear ghosts. Yeah. Easy. And, and like, look, you, you just throw in some other thing, which they did allude to. They allude to this, but they never really expand on it which makes which makes the end not pay off but there's a kind of a beauty and the beast vibe going on here as well where all the ghosts are trapped there because of the tragedy that happened in the manor yeah, yeah. so you play it that leota herself wants to be freed so she needs him to do this thing yeah uh, and so then you know if he's gonna refuse then she's like okay well look and like so she brings the mansion to life to force him to work yeah. with to force yeah, him to, to go force his hand. so they could have done that and that would have been scarier but they didn't, and they had And Jenna they would have Tilly. had a point as well. Yep. But fuck points in this film. Um, honestly, they're not fucking any. I know that. Yeah, no, they're not. There is there is less fucking point to this than an episode of Game of Thrones. Um, so the your comedy horror bounce is all wrong. And then just when you think the comedy horror bounce can't get any worse, and like I said, I love Wallace Shawn. I really do. But the when 
when Eddie Murphy finds the fucking trunk immediately as well, yeah. it's like, oh, you got to find a trunk. Oh, there it is. And then they're like, all oh, right, now we need the key. And for some reason, then he decides he can't get out of the mansion and they need to find a way out. It's like, um, but the kids know the way out and the servants know the way out. And yeah. you can just walk out the door, mate. Yeah. So I don't, that, yeah, that, that is stopping you. I don't get where that came from because they couldn't leave because of the rain and the flooding. Yeah. Okay, I get that. But what's stopping him going outside to his car? What's stopping him going for a walk in the ground? And, and when we do go outside, mind you, there is no rain or flooding. No, um, no. But so, so what's stop, stopping all of that other than they really wanted, and fuck me, they work for this line, they really wanted Wallace Shawn to drop There's Always My Way yeah. uh, with a big crash zoom as well. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Look, <laughs> it's, a, it's a line from the ride. Look. And then they crash to the side of the mansion in a fucking skeletal horse and carriage. Right. Why is that indoors to start with? Let's start yeah. there. If it's going to be indoors, why is it not in a barn? Yes. Why is why it on is the it fucking first the fucking, floor? In the fucking attic. They're in the attic. But they bust out through the first floor. Yeah. But they're in the fucking attic. Yeah. So, why, is it in the, why, is, why is the horse and why is the carriage in the house? So none of that makes sense, right? How does it actually bust through a wall when it's a fucking skeleton? Yeah, it's going to smash it to bits, it's going isn't to it? smash. Okay. So let's pretend- the carriage. Right, yeah. Let's pretend it's a ghost one. Okay, how does Eddie Murphy not go fucking splat? Yeah. Okay. And why? Why, oh, why, oh, why, in the best points of view voice, are the ghosts all of a sudden fucking blue and see-through? Yeah. Now, why, yeah, why on, are they but nobody else? Later on, when uh, uh, Ramsley starts to ascend, you can... Yeah. Basically, when the moonlight hits them, they go blue. All our Pirates of the Caribbean turn into yeah. turn ghost pirates. Fine, but this film would have been so much fucking scarier if they were all fucking blue to begin with, except for Ramsley and fucking Gracie. Yeah. Like, because then they look like ghosts, not just people. Yeah. So, anyway, that is appalling and makes no sense whatsoever. And this is the point I absolutely wrote the film off. The ghost carriage bursting through the wall after there's always my way yeah. uh, is uh, because that line is totally misdelivered as well. Like, yeah. I know you want to throw a line in from the ride. But that's not do, how it's delivered it in the fucking ride. Well, this like, is it. And like I said earlier, I mean, the the aesthetic is good. The whole, the skeletal horse and the, the carriage and the the the, the like image the of it is good. It's a really yeah. nice. It's a nice idea. No, the image. No, the image works. But I said there's no logic behind it. And logic. No, logic is always my fucking bugbear in these things. Anyway, it needs. It needs to stand up. Um, but and like I said, no, it looks really good. And like, even the ghosts look good. Or when they're on the side of the road, and no, you, it's almost no. That's you. It's got that Beauty and the Beast vibe where they're trapped there. But it's almost like they're not. They, they're not even trapped in the mansion. They're trapped in the ground. It's this fucking purgatory. Yeah. And so it's it's like this fucking shanty town for ghosts. I love the idea of that. They've got nowhere else to go, but they can't. They can't even go in the house. So they've got to live outside and just yeah. fucking survive. If no, yeah. surviving is the word. No, and it, it all adds to their torment. And it's a really good visual. But it's thrown away by the fact it doesn't make any fucking sense, and we spend no time with it. No time with it at all. Bear and, in mind the, the graveyard is the biggest scene in the ride. Yeah, and we, we're out in the graveyard now, and we just zip through it more to the point like we zip straight past. Like we do see some of the ghosts from the graveyard. The opera mm. singers are in it, and but then like the hitchhiking ghosts show up. Yeah, and they're like, well, it's a cameo basically. Yeah. Like, and this is it. I mean, uh, we talk about this on game on game of moments all the time that it's. Uh, it's it's not no it's not the ride so it shouldn't it if it's if it's going to deviate from the ride then deviate from it but do it properly if you, if you're trying to make a version of the ride then make the fucking ride don't yes. try and cherry pick bits and go oh well yeah we like that bit but that bit don't work and that bit doesn't suit or we want to try something else 
if if you're adapting it, adapt it. If you're remaking it fucking verbatim, remake it verbatim. If you're going, oh, there's a ride called The Haunted Mansion, and we can use that to get our license in, get some money from Disney and make it what we fucking want to make, do that, but don't try and cross it over and don't try and pan no, don't try and pan it to people who were, were expecting something better. Yeah, I mean this I would rather have not seen the hitchhiking ghosts. Yeah, than them but, give us this yeah, because exactly. they're terrible. Like, yeah. a, like this is one bit of trivia I do know um, about the film is that they they did originally have a much bigger part. They were actually quite central to the whole film, which they fucking should be. They're the poster yeah. children for the haunted mansion. Like, well, yeah, exactly. This, this is the things, the fucking hitchhiking ghosts. Like, they they're front and center of the haunted mansion. Okay, um, and this is a comedy horror, and they are funny, scary characters. Yes. Okay. Like they, they absolutely should be there, but they got edited out because they were seen as being superfluous. They were window dressing, so they're just there for the one scene. Yeah, but again, now, it, it shows that they, it shows that the product when, when they put the product was, together, it's not the product isn't the product. No, it shows that there was something there, and I think that what was there was probably closer to what we were talking about. Because to me. This comes in the wrong place, this thing of him getting trapped outside the mansion because he tries to get back in later on as well and he can't get back in. This all comes in the wrong place. This is the start of Act 2. This yeah. is our mission. This is like he's trapped outside now and the hitchhiking ghosts need to help him get back, back inside. In. Yeah. And, that, and that would work. But, I mean, even even this, like, after this, he, you know, they, they go on the... the um... No, they, 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 they go out in the carriage, they, they go to the crypt, they come back, he goes back into the house, finds the trunk, finds out what he needs to know, and then gets thrown out by Ramsley. And then he can't get back in. Yeah. So, well, why hang on. Why, it makes what? no sense. Yeah. There's no quest. There's, there's, no, yeah. there's no quest if, there at all. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're Ramsley, and at this point, no, by the time we, he throws him out, we know, we, we know what he's done, we know what the, no, we know what the, the threat is, even though it, we're rapidly approaching the end of Act 2. Um, if you're going to do that, if you would you would try to separate, as I said, as I said earlier on, you would try to separate the wife from the rest of the family very early on. By, you know, by turn, no, turning the house against him, make it turn it into a fucking maze, turn it so he, he turns left instead of right and ends up outside and then can't get back in. Don't make it that he goes, he, he gets, he goes outside, he, def, he he finds what he needs to find, he does the work and then gets cast out. Yes. Because that just, it's, at that point, it's too little, too late. Too little, it is too little, too late, and and so it leaves me at this point now as well because it's in this weird midpoint of the film, and all of a sudden now we're fucking around in the graveyard and the crypt, mm. and I'm like, like, why are we spending so much time now outside the mansion? The film is called the haunted mansion, not yeah. the fucking haunted graveyard. Now, if we'd have started in the graveyard and we had to get back into the mansion because the mansion's a tangible threat, then that's fine. Yeah. But for us to have to leave the mansion to have our, our big climactic showdown, essentially, hmm. of Act 2 in the fucking graveyard makes no sense whatsoever. Um, we get the repetition when he's going down into the tomb. We get the repetition of 20 minutes tops. Uh, you yeah. mentioned it earlier at the start. It seems to be this catchphrase the character has. It comes back in the end as well. Yeah. Again, I feel like this was probably a thing. 20 minutes was a thing because it, it, it's a recurring gag here, yeah. but it's lost because whatever the actual setup was seems to have been lost. It's been mentioned a few times. Yeah, well, the, I think the setup was when they first went to the, I think when they when they first went to the mansion, that was how long they said it was going to take to go in, have a look around and then get back on the road for their holiday. So that's the first time it comes up. So rather than it being when he's on the phone, um, right at the beginning, doesn't he? And, he know, does it in the bar as well. You know, doesn't he? Doesn't he go like us one drink, twenty minutes tops? I, I can't remember. I I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure say, he if, does. If he's done that, I'd have, I'd have accepted that. That's his thing. He's on the phone to to Sarah. 
yeah, I'm, I'm on. I just know I'm just on my way. Twenty minutes stops, and I'm every, pretty sure every it time is. he goes there, if if it is, I'll, I'll apologize because I I didn't catch it. But that's that's how I'd have done. It. That's how I'd have seeded it. He used it from the if he uses it from the off when he's on the phone to you know when he's on the phone to to Sarah when he's when he's trying to close the house with um fucking blonde woman from Suits whose name I can't remember um and and her husband when the husband's not sold because there's not enough plugs or whatever it was you know when he's on the phone there finish no finish up with that yeah twenty minutes tops then he's in the bar does it again then they no then they go to the the no they 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 take this detour to go to the mansion use it again then they go to use it consistently and that's fine but it's just it seems to be thrown away. Yeah, it does. It is thrown away because we don't get the reaction from it, is yeah. the thing. Um, so he goes down into the crypt anyway. Um, and this, like I say, they're trying to make this 20 minutes thing a thing and it just falls flat. Um, yeah. Big capital letters in my notes here. He goes down into the crypt and this this goes to show how, how I mean, it must be reading my mind because big capital letters on my notes here. Nothing is fucking happening. There is no <laughs> threat um but this is pretty much the only fucking time there is yeah but up until this point yeah we're nearly at the end of yeah. the film there's been no threat his wife is fine his kids are fine yeah no one aside from him in the mirror has even really been fucking frightened yeah no one's had a scare apart from like, the kid right at the beginning with the spider on his window yeah but that wasn't in the mansion no exactly that's the only so, time we've had anybody fucking scared the only one that's had any fucking kind of scare whatsoever is him with the mirror um so in, yeah ridiculous um but the zombie setup once we're down in the crypt it's yeah. excellent like yes. the zombie setup is well done and there is you can see when this shit starts going on there is a much much better film here like yeah. like i said everybody's capable this is so well handled and it does it's fucking scary and it's exciting and this threat and we're rooting yeah. for eddie murphy because we kind of like you know we, we like him i like his yeah. character you know um Everyone is clearly capable of better, and this just shows it. Um, it's fucking great. That crypt scene is fucking great. And then we even get the spiders returning yeah. as well. The kid won't let them out because the spiders are... That works really well because we had that scene at the start. Like, yeah. the ingredients are fucking here. Yeah. They, they are here. This, so what this reminds me of, and it's not... This is a very flattering comparison. This reminds me so much of Suicide Squad. Mm. Um, and, I, and I love Suicide Squad. You know, I'm one of the people that, that will go to bat for it. But this feels the same in that all of the parts are there, but it's just this kind of schizophrenic mess. But Suicide Squad carries through on its just sheer energy and and the likability of its cast, whereas yeah. this goes the other way. It doesn't have the energy and it doesn't have the vibe. Mm. Suicide Squad had the vibe, so I kind of just go with the mess of it. Um, whereas this is just a fucking mess. Um so again, no, the spiders are good, but the cats are all over the fucking place. Yeah, like because we have this thing. Then he has to go down to the crypt, find the key. Right, he found the key. Um, then it's like you get the key now. Find the trunk. Oh, there's the trunk straight away. Yeah, yeah. But, but even even with the, even with the with the crypt to find the key, the whole thing of talking in riddles. Oh, find find the black vault with no name, and it's like, well, there it is. Yeah. It's, so there's no they again you could spend I mean this runs uh was it ninety eighty six minutes this runs at. So I mean no we no we've established that no that's pretty much spot on the time you want your film to be. However, you kind of you need to hit other beats as well rather than just the runtime. But they could have spent a good five minutes in this script, you know, and no again, if we no, if we want to you know, if you want to use the house as a character, 
intercut it with the wife becoming slowly seduced by the house or you no know, slowly becoming you know, more aware of what she you know of what she is all this stuff build that tension in both storylines yeah. both both arcs at the same time use about five eight minutes building up to the point where they're looking for this thing there's threats you know there's there's you can have some jumps in there you know some some funny stuff to counteract it but you no know, Make it a bit of a mission to actually find this fucking crypt in the first, this tomb in the first place. Then yes. they get it open. Then they take the key. Then you have the zombies and them trying to escape. And that, no, the pacing of that bit, I think, is right. But it's a, you know, they go, they go in there and like, you no, know, it's it's set up like the fucking house of black and white, where there's you no, know, the the holes in the wall for all the heads and shit like that. It's I set up really well. nice. It looks, and that's that's just because where we are in Game of Thrones, and that's fine. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it it looked no, it looked really nice, looked really really atmospheric. But they don't use any of it. They literally walk in and it's really well lit. Because yeah. you know they've got a torch, yeah, and it's really well lit. And then they go in, they find this black box straight away. There's no difficulty getting hold of the uh, no, getting hold of the key. It's not even as fucking hard as, uh, as Indiana Jones, you know, replacing the uh, the no, replacing it with the rock. It's none of that. It's just oh yeah, there it is, ping, gone. And then you get the zombies, and that that maybe three or four minutes you get with the, the escape from the zombies is really good, and it works really well. It looks really good. It's it's choreographed really well, so you see, you know, the threat to the to the little girl when she's under the water and stuff like that. That's all great. That's all brilliant. But I don't feel they've earned it. No, they haven't earned it at all because there's no tangible threat. We don't know why he's doing this. Find the key, get the trunk. Yeah, why though? Hmm. Why are we doing all of this? Well, I said because even at this point, there's nobody even talking about a fucking curse. No, nothing. All we know is that Sarah looks like Elizabeth. Gracie was in love with Elizabeth. Elizabeth died. Gracie hung himself. Yeah, that's and it. Apart from that, like I said, you know, they're 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 all cursed. But why? How? Yeah. What, what does the curse do? Yeah. What's the curse do? How do you lift it? Those I are mean, your stakes. Again, look, this this is easy, and this isn't in keeping with the ride. I know because it's a bit more sinister. But Ramsley is is the butler of the house. Okay, butlers basically run the household. So yeah. let's say he's keeping them all trapped because he's feeding off their energy. Okay, yeah. and he's feeding the house. He's a servant to the house, and it's all feeding off their energy. So then that works for the house to work against them and raise the zombies and use yeah. the beating door. That all works. And actually, Gracie, you know, is a sympathetic character as well because he just wants to be released yeah. and be with Elizabeth, you know. And the hitchhiking ghosts just want to cross over. That's why they hitchhike in. And yeah. the servants just want to go because they're fed up of serving Ramsley. And that all works. Yeah, but it doesn't do that. It's no. just. It, we don't understand why they're here. No, um, that's it. And I mean, the, you look at the way the, the the ghosts are set up as well. Like Ramsley is set up. Yes, he's creepy as all fuck. He appears out of nowhere, but there doesn't seem to be any threat with him. The threat appears to be because we've no, we've because we've seen the bit right at the beginning with uh, Elizabeth dying, and I know, and we know we at this point we're assuming shit's going on with the house because it's called the fucking haunted mansion. So why wouldn't it be? He you no, know, he is set up immediately to be the villain. Yes. And so I, yeah. I appreciate the fact they've tried to twist it, but they don't do enough to make him look like the villain in the first place. No, no, no. he's not. He's not sinister. He's not spooky. He's not scary. He's, he's just a bit of a fucking non-entity. He's just there. He's just mild mannered and nice, to be honest. Yeah. Like he's not. He's not frightening at all. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, even I'll, I'm jumping ahead a bit, but even towards the end when um, Eddie Murphy interrupts the wedding and he challenges him with a sword, even then he's not trying to intimidate or scare he's trying to you know, fight for his valor and all the rest of it you know he he's a nice character he's just they tried to paint him in a particular way which i i get and i would do you know, i would probably do the same thing but you need to make that a tangible thing rather than just you know while well, he's skulking a bit and yeah. he's, you know, he's a bit creepy with the wife yeah 
it, that, it, that's not a threat. No. Um, he, he needs to be played more Norman Bates, really. He needs yeah. to be just, yeah, a nice, mild-mannered character, but there needs to be something... There's an edge. There needs to be an edge off. Something needs to be off, which, you know, having spent multiple lifetimes alone in this mansion, yeah, he would be off. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it, it's just missed opportunity, isn't it? Yeah. So, okay, so they open the trunk. They find the letter that reveals that actually Elizabeth was poisoned. Um, for that to have worked at all, we needed more of the backstory because we saw it briefly in yeah. the in the opening. We saw the exchange of the letters. And then we had a bit of the backstory earlier on from Gracie to Sarah. Yeah, where he said she took her own life. But, but we, we don't never know. Why. know. So this doesn't really well, fucking well, hang the thing, together. The, the whole thing of the letter, the letter is her saying, yes, I'll marry you and all that. No. That's that's fine, but we didn't we didn't know that was an issue in the first place. We didn't know that that was no. We didn't know that she said no because you didn't see the letter at the start that got burnt. Yeah. So we don't know what it said. So we don't know. There's no way of knowing what went on. So then all of a sudden, no, we find this letter and it says, "Yes, I will marry you." And the servants then have to fill in the gaps because it doesn't fucking mean anything to anybody in the story. No, absolutely not. Um. So okay, then there's. There's, we move forward and there's going to be a forced wedding now. They're going to force, right? So now there's threat because she's going to be forced into yeah. marriage. All, but, all of a sudden, he's, he's thrown Eddie Murphy out the window. We we now know that it's um, Ramsley is is the villain, and now there's going to be this fucking arranged marriage. Which okay, he's a villain because he's acting in a villainous manner and he's kind of forcing this this marriage. Yeah. Um, and he was a villain earlier because he wouldn't allow the marriage to take place. But then doesn't that mean he's now redeeming himself? So shouldn't he technically be a hero? Well, this is the thing. And I was going to ask you that. And I I don't make notes, but I I sort of of try to remember things as I'm going along. Um, And that's what I was going to ask you, because his whole thing, he he poisoned her. And we found out he poisoned her to stop the wedding because it would have been detrimental to the household, to the to the Gracie family, all the rest of it. So he stopped the wedding for the good of for the good of. Uh, for the good of the Gracie name and whatever else, fine, okay, bullshit, but whatever. And you can know you can hang a story on that, you can build a story as long as you actually build a fucking story on it. So to then say, okay, well now all of a sudden he's trapped with everybody else. He can't leave, same as everybody else. He can't pass over. He's died and he's stuck in that house, same as everybody else. So yes, okay, he's now brought them back together. And he's trying to force this wedding. To what end? What does he get out of it? Yeah, that's why I can't work out. I, he seems because... to just be doing it because he feels guilty. Is it that, or is it because it's you know, some sort of fucking manifest destiny thing? He feels he's fucked up, or I don't get it. I don't get why, and I don't. It's not given is, is to it, us. Is it no? Even if it's just because he w- feels he will then pass over and be able to leave the house, in which case, yes, it's entirely selfish and it's a dick move. But it's still correcting a course that was put up, that was knocked off by him in the first place. Yeah. So uh, even that doesn't make any fucking sense. None of it makes fucking sense. Um. But anyway, he's going to force this marriage. I I don't understand why he's going to do it. It really did bug me at, at the time as well. Like it, it just it. I mean, even even in terms of story, it doesn't make any fucking sense. No, because he is he's basically doing it to undo what he did, but in a really fucking sinister way. Yeah. Um, fuck knows. Uh, so anyway, he's going to force this marriage. Except, and here's where logic takes over. And I, you know, it's normally you with the logic things, but I'm so pissed off with this film that. You know, I was looking for a few things, and this one's a big fucking logic gap anyway. So yeah. there's going to be an arranged marriage. She needs to marry Gracie so they can all cross over. 
that's great. Except um, she's already fucking married. Well, yeah, there's that. Um, but also, I mean, I, the, the way he the way he convinced her was he showed her visions of her kids trapped. Yeah. Okay, fine. So they're they're stuck in a box. We saw them get stuck in a box. That's fine. So she's she's a oh he shows the vision. She says you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. Oh no, of course not. But then again, things happen. It's like he's just said he's not going to fucking do anything to them. Yeah. So she has no reason whatsoever to go, to go along it. with this shit. And, and moreover, look again. Here is your point. Now we need threat. Okay, there needs to be tangible threat for everybody. Yeah. She can't marry Gracie because she's married. Yeah, she and can also have, Gracie's this, dead. Yeah. Well, forget about that for the time being, okay? She she's well. You no, you could go that way because what I was going to suggest was she can't marry Gracie because she's already married. So the way I was going to go with it is the tangible threat here is they now have to kill Eddie Murphy so that she's no longer married because he's dead. She's now widowed, okay? Mm. But actually, no, you're dead right. The better way to do it is they need to kill her. So if they kill, if they kill her, she's Sarah's ghost or Elizabeth's ghost. Well, no, yeah, good point, because Elizabeth's ghost needs to go into her body at the end, doesn't it? Yeah. Which doesn't make sense either, because... because nope, Elizabeth's ghost a... already the fucking blue ball. Yeah, so why can't she just be a ghost like the others are? Yeah, that makes no fucking sense either. No, that makes absolutely zero fucking sense. Like, why is she... fair, I, I, don't, I don't know why we're quibbling over what makes sense no, in this but fucking that, movie. That, that really... I, hadn't, I can't believe I hadn't even thought about that till now, but that makes... How come she is the only ghost that doesn't have a form? Yeah. Because they all take that blue orb form to ascend. Yeah. So if she's so, already there, why why can she not leave? Why and and if she's there, why is she not made herself known to the others? That's at the bullshit. That isn't it? Yep. But this whole thing, like, it, look, this was hanging together by sticky tape as it was. But you I just it was, fucking... hanging, it, was, it was hanging together with fucking blue tack. Okay, let's say it was hanging together with blue tack. You just blowtorched the fucking blue tack, like this. <laughs> It even this doesn't fucking work at all. Like you even just by their own fucking mechanic, it doesn't work. No, they they've built they built a mechanism, and even that doesn't work because it relies too much on these two entities not being the same person, but being the same person. My head hurts. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Um, you know, you know, um, who wins last time we were talking about paradoxes in Doctor Who? Yeah, this is a real this fucking is... head scratcher. Even Doctor Who couldn't solve this fucker. No, no fucking screwdriver's going to fix this shit. Um, so, anyway, one way or the other, she's already fucking married. She can't marry Gracie. I'm sorry, but she can't. It no, doesn't fucking not. work. That's no, not how I, marriage I'm, works. No, I'm fairly sure that no, it's still bigger me. Yeah, um, uh, I'm only I'm only insistent about this because I'm using it as a plot point in something I'm writing right now. And I'm like, no, look, I worked <laughs> fucking hard to get to that reveal. You can't just ignore and he just it. And gave the end away. Oh, no, fucking hell, it's never going to see the light today, is it? Let's be honest, I'm fucking right in it. Um, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, I was no. fucking hard to get to that. So, anyway. Right, so we then find out, as Ramsley ascends, that apparently moonlight makes the ghosts blue. Um, doesn't, it doesn't ever get explained. It needs explanation, but we don't get it. Well, yeah, uh, that's again, even if it's a fucking throwaway bit where fucking moonlight comes through the window and just catches his arm, and all of a sudden you see, you know, you see his arm transform. A yeah. bit like you had in Pirates, when no, you didn't see them as full skeletons first off. Yes. No, that, um, again, and and this was the same fucking time. No, this is this is this Disney Studios in fucking two thousand and three. Yeah. No, this is this is the same time as first Pirates. There's no reason why you can't use the same fucking thing. Nope. Because uh, then it ties you worlds together as well. Yeah, exactly. It's fucking terrible. I mean, look, there's a whole 
it never really made it into the mansion, but it is now in the graveyard queue section outside in Florida. Like there is a whole story about a pirate captain that goes with one of the original incarnations of the mansion. If you really wanted to build a fucking universe, it's there. Because he's an evil character as well. Okay? Yeah. It was it was there. You could have done that. And that yeah. involves his bride as well. Yeah. And, and let's be fair. There's, there's so much stuff in, in the Disney parks. There are so many things they could build on to make mm-hmm. a fucking universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Uh, again, you could have tied, you could have gone down the Paris route and tied this to Big Thunder Mountain. I made yeah. a film like that as well. But they didn't. Anyway, so the Ascension turns them into ghosts. And then Gracie reveals to Sarah what is going on now this needed to happen at the start of act two yeah and then they have to escape whilst the mansion turns against them to keep her there yeah that's the film and now it's too little too late we're at the fucking start of act three doesn't matter now Mm. like it's all like fucking the ship has sailed and and let's be fair the the fucking third act of this it's it's not far off the third act of fucking zach and mary it takes about five minutes yeah that's what i mean the ship's fucking sailed now um so, and then, yeah, Eddie Murphy gets trapped outside because Ramsley throws him outside, okay? Now, this is the time for him to have to go to the crypt to get yeah. the key to get back into get the back house, in. not to get into the chest. Yeah. Like, like this is fucking batshit crazy. All it's... the bits of this film are here. I, it's like, I want to sit down in an edit room and just go, right, that goes there, yeah. that goes there, that goes there. It's I tell so you what easy. This, this reminds me of. There's something that... Um... I've seen advertised in many places, and I've tried it with with Jess uh, as a game before. And they're called story dice, and you get you have, dice, yeah. you have like six of them, and you roll yeah. you roll one for character, one for plot, one for genre, whatever it is. And it's kind of like they gone right, okay. One of the one of the things that came up on the dice was a key. How do we work a key in? Oh, we unlock a door. Now a door would be too easy, right? Okay, so we'll do a trunk, right? Okay, well, how does that fit the story? I don't know. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. I, I, I've got to hit all these points. I've got to get all these in to get them to level up or whatever. I've got, I've got, I've got to fucking get the bonus points for getting all the, all the, uh, all the different dice in. And that's kind of what they've done. No, the, no, the, the thing with the crypt in itself, the singing fucking heads. You know, again, they're funny, but they are nothing. I, I, I fucking, love them. I can't fucking believe I haven't mentioned them. I, I didn't make. I don't think I made a note about them. Um, I lo- I or, oh no, heads. I did. I did. I went. I went past it because I was fucking moaning about the hitchhiking ghosts. I've got here the singing busts are fucking great. Yeah. That's one of the best bits of the film. Yeah, they're I fantastic. Love, and the way they cut on the lines and everything—it's brilliant. It's really yeah. funny. But again, it's like it doesn't fucking do anything. No, it's, fu- it's, it's just... funny and it's play, it's play, it's playing up and it's 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 a march to the to the right and everything. I get yes. that. But at this point, you're too far removed. You're, you're trying to shoehorn all the bits of the ride in, and that's, that's what I mean. They've gone right. We need to get this. We need to get this. We need to get this. And just bang, 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 bang. Rather than going right, we can see this in the fucking 20th minute. Yeah. And no, they can hear fucking singing coming from the graveyard or they can hear voices from the far end of the, whatever else. And then when, as we go through later on, we can hear the same voices as they pass and we can find out they're the bus. No, there are, there are ways you can do that without just going, Oh, look, it's a singing bus. Oh, look, it's a hitchhiking ghost. Well, I mean, again, going back to the house, becoming a maze and trapping them inside and making an adventure film out of it. You use them like the door knockers in labyrinth. You know, they're these, they've been there that long. They're talking rhyme. They're fucking crazy. And somewhere in amongst, if you unpick all yeah, of the, the fucking jargon in the songs, the truth is there. So you use them as a way to move forward. Um, because they're fucking great. They're animated really well. They look like the bus from the ride. I love the way they sing and stuff as well. They sing their answers and you say they cut the lines off and they're fucking brilliant. That bit was excellent. One of my favorite bits of the film. Yeah, that, in fact, that, to be fair, it was just in that, the wrong place. Probably, but that, that probably is my favorite bit of the yeah, film. That whole outside section 
from there into the crypt is fucking brilliant. Like once yeah. we passed once we passed the bit with the hitchhiking ghost and we got that bit to the crypt to back inside, all fucking brilliant. More of that, I'd have been happy. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we don't get that. Instead, we get Eddie Murphy trapped outside. This is the time to go to the crypt. Okay, this film's a fucking mess. Then somehow Leota's there. I was gonna say, how the fuck does she end up in the car? Fuck knows. She's Madame Leota. I guess she can do what she wants. But as motivational speeches go, when she has to pick the hero up off the floor and convince him to give it one more go because his family's counting on him and mm. like he, he needs to dig down deep because she's his wife and you know he, he needs to go for it. As those motivational speeches go, try again is pretty fucking awful. And that's what we get. Yeah. Try again. That's yeah. what we fucking bear in mind. This is a character as well who has spoken entirely in fucking rhyme until yes. this point, and now we get try again. But he, I mean, like I said earlier on about I know, having you talking in riddles and then getting fed up when he doesn't get it and then, and delivering it bluntly, telling him. Even if you didn't do that, then do it now. Yeah. She talks in fucking riddles. She yodels him for you know, for a good thirty seconds, and he's just looking at her blank. And she goes, "Just fucking try again." You know, build to it. No, build up to it and make it mean something. Yeah. But also, no, and you can do that in a funny way. But just, it's just so fucking again, it's thrown away. Well, as yeah, interesting. You should say thrown away because here's another gimme that they haven't gone with. So he can't break the windows with the like he pulls a post out. Can't break the windows with him. Okay, yeah. don't know why the car can break the windows and they can't. Okay, other than the car is bigger. If we're talking about rules of supernatural metaphysics and stuff, if yeah. the windows are unbreakable, the windows are unbreakable. Okay, so if something can break the windows but not the post. Surely the gag here is for Leota oh, to Leota chops in it. off at him. And yes, you throw Leota through the fucking window. You drop kick the bitch. Yeah. Like, surely but, that's what the, you do. And again, if you're looking at the, the style they've gone for with, where you had the fucking ghost flying to the screen with that almost sort of 3D effort, you throw, you throw it and you get the fucking shot of her coming towards you just before she hits the window and her face. Yes. Just looking fucking terrified as she screams. Yes. That's, that's how you break the fucking window. Yes, it, it's it's such an obvious. I don't know why they didn't do that. Because you have the gag of you know, the, the the crystal ball with the seatbelt on. I know it, it you know being a bit fucking surreal and it's like that. It's not necessary. You can still get that if you want because you can get that the car can't break the window either because there, it's not supernatural. supernatural. Yes, so it needs something supernatural to break yeah. the force what's, field. What's more supernatural than a fucking head in a crystal ball? Exactly, exactly. And then again, you get to have the moment with her where she might have been talking in riddles, and they get to look at each other, and she can just go, "No, no, yeah, no, no, no I didn't mean that. No, 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 yeah. no. Think of something else." Exactly. But no, we don't get that. Um, okay, so he break. He, he eventually breaks through the windows with a fucking car. Um, and what did that fucking piano ever do to him as well? Yeah, fuck knows. I, like, I, I was like, that's just such a fucking waste. Waste, yeah. Completely. There was no, there's no need for it. it. Doesn't we've not seen the piano the whole way through, so somebody has literally gone and built that prop just to be smashed by the car. I, it's just because they wanted to get the organ in there. It's that's it. That's that's it. It's there for that reason. Um, so then we get the you know the wedding ceremony started, and yeah, but even before that, he rescues the kids who we've not yeah. really established are in that much fucking danger. And again, they have this big reunion moment where they're all hugging and all the rest. And it's like, they don't need that because they've not, they've not, there's not been any estrangement. No, no, you're right. Uh, I, I had that done as well. But the, the journey to the kids is is great. You know, again, fighting through the suits of armor. This is yeah. more of what we need. Like, yeah. dad trying to save his estranged family who, for yes. whatever reason, he's pissed off and they hate him. But now he has to be their hero. This is what the film should be. Yeah. So he fights his way through the suit of armor. He gets the kids. All the while, we're cross cut into the wedding ceremony going on. She's. Does it right, and she absolutely does not drink from this cup, mind you. No, doesn't right? at all. 
definitely does not. Okay, because we get has anybody got any objections? Yeah, and he busts in. Yeah, and says, "Yeah, yeah. I've got a few objections." No, yeah, again, it's, it's, it, oh, for, for reference, it's there. Yes, she has not drunk from that cup. Okay, no, and and we saw him. He poured it directly in. He didn't lace the rim. He did nothing with it apart from pour it into the fucking in, into the wine. Yep, yep. And at this point, it makes no sense for him to want to poison her anyway because this they marry they're marrying before she's dead. Well, pres- so. I mean, presumably she still needs to die in order to release Elizabeth. No, because but... Elizabeth's there. She, Elizabeth's yeah. spirit is separate. Elizabeth well, and Sarah are not the same. They just well, look well, the this, same. This is it. And the, the, the whole thing is, you know, she dies, and then you no, know, Elizabeth is in her body, and you no, know, or goes into her body, and then you no, know, she gets to speak and have you no, know, have the uh, have have the big moment or whatever else. But none of it fucking no, none of it matches up. Nothing. The the, the through line doesn't work. And then no, you... because if that was the case, if all they needed was a body for Elizabeth, why yeah. didn't they just kill her? Kill and again, this is better. Okay, for the threat. Why don't they try and kill her as soon as she gets to the mansion? So Elizabeth gets the body, and then he marries Elizabeth in Sarah's body. Yeah, and and, and again, you you you've got you've got that element where Eddie Murphy doesn't know she's changed. Yes, and then he. Has so to there's fight. fucking drama. There's conflict. And, right. This is much better. Right. And now Sarah's a ghost, and so this is your act three now, where Sarah's a ghost, but she's a good ghost. Yeah. She's a Casper because she's his wife, and she wants her body back. So then. And he's had an argument with her as well in Act 2, so they aren't on speaking terms when they separate. So then they have to come back together to save the kids together as mum and dad, who the kids don't normally see because they're always at work. So they have to work as a team, as Evers and Evers estate agents, and save their kids and get her body back and release the spirits. Yeah. Scene. (laughs) Not fucking hard. Like, really not hard. Uh, it's it's really we've frustrating. Just, we've no, just I mean, broken as... that in an hour and forty minutes between us, in not yeah. much longer than the film. But let's let's be fair. We've rewritten the entire fucking thing in an hour, in not much longer than it took to to watch yeah. the fucking film. Yeah, and as I said earlier on, there are some there's some really good stuff in here. They just don't unpick it. It's like they've gone. Well, here's some seeds, and you can see the seeds in there, but we're not going to let them grow. We're not going to do. We're not going to do anything with them apart from show you they're there, and then piss on them. Yeah. Yeah, and hopefully pissing on them will make them grow, but it doesn't. Yeah. Um, so, but but this scene, like, it again, it all works, okay? It doesn't pay off because we haven't got the emotional investment, but saving the kids and then the last minute, and of course, it's the classic. Does anybody have Yeah, of course. Yes, I've got that. some of Yeah, that works, okay? He gets his hero's entrance, and yeah. that works, but it falls flat because we haven't built him as a hero because he's got nothing to quest for yeah. and nothing and, and, to and learn. Again, um, let's say he's he's not been built as a hero, but she's not been built as a damsel, and the situation hasn't been built as a threat. No, there's there's nothing. So because you know, again, you you look at this, and you and if you're Eddie Murphy, you go, well, yeah, fine, you can marry, you can say you're marrying a ghost guy, but it's not legally binding because a you're already married to me, and b he's dead. Exactly. So who gives a fuck anyway? So our version's much better, but this is the vision we got, and it doesn't make sense. Now, something else that really doesn't make sense, and this really bugged me as well from a logic point of view. There is great care taken when Eddie Murphy first enters the the mansion and offers his hand to everybody for them to avoid shaking his hands. Because, of course, they're ghosts. Yeah. Okay? So they can't shake his hand. But now, all of a sudden, Gracie can grab Jim. Yeah. How? Look, I'll buy it for this final scene. I'll buy it. Maybe watch Ghost. Well, this is what I thought. Like, maybe there is. I I genuinely, that's how I explained it to myself. I had waved it away. I hand waved it away by going, oh, maybe it's a ghost thing and he just needs to really concentrate and he couldn't be asked at the start, but now he's... Yeah. he's now he's it's important. The, yeah. 
Um, so anyway, they have a sort of almost have a fight, um, but they don't because now everything gets explained, and then all of a sudden, Sarah carks it, and it's the poison. What fucking ha- poison? What fucking poison? We haven't, poison? We haven't seen any poison go into the chalice. And she well, didn't we, drink we, it we, saw, we saw him pouring a, a, a sachet of something into the into the Oh, chalice. yeah, he did. So too. we had that, but she didn't fucking drink it. No. So why did she die? I don't know, but she did. Because she needed to for the story. And then, I'm sorry, for the story. For the story, yeah. And then it's fine, though, because just as quickly as she died, she is risen. Uh, literally, in a cruciform, no less. Yeah, that's some proper Jesus <laughs> shit, that. Yeah. Um, so I, and then we get the line, I'm back, Sarah. From where? Exactly. Where's Eddie Murphy come back from? Wait, wait. From yeah. from where? What what's he been doing? What what? I I, I don't understand. No. Because because we have this whole scene then where everybody gets released and stuff, and then they're coming back together, and he's yeah, he's like. But, but she but she doesn't even know he's been fucking missing. No. So there's no payoff even after everything is put right, and after Ramsley gets sucked to hell, and everybody else ascends, and then she gets her body back, and and credit to him, mind you, because. There was a point where, of course, Elizabeth's in Sarah's body and her and Gracie are, are kissing. And I thought they weren't going to acknowledge it. But we do get the close-up of Eddie Murphy going, hey, dude, like, yeah. <laughs> hold yeah, on a minute. He, like, says to the kids, that's not really your mother. It's fine. Yeah. So, I, like, props yeah, for that. Because place, I, place. I was thinking that. that that's, yes. a, that's a good gag. It is, yeah. Because I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, this is fucking awkward. Yeah. Uh, and then they, the, they called about it. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, she comes back and we get the line, I'm back, Sarah. But they... Aside from having a bit of a spat at the mansion, yeah. they haven't had like they've had nothing approaching like there's, this big yeah, relationship no destroying. No, crisis, no, there's nothing. No, so it, it just doesn't work. Uh, it, it just this film just doesn't work. Simple as that. This story doesn't work. Um, just a couple of other small notes. We're at the end now, but but a couple of small notes. Um, there, it's called the haunted mansion, but we only actually get to spend any amount of time with four ghosts. Yeah, where are the other nine hundred and ninety-five? Like, well, this is it. I was thinking this earlier on. Um, as I watched it this afternoon, and this this movie cost ninety million dollars to make. Jesus like, Christ! And the majority of that will have gone on Eddie Murphy and the CG. Yeah, and that's fine. But they did not make the most of what they had. I mean, once you've rendered those fucking ghosts, you can get them doing any bastarding thing. That's yeah, the whole I mean, point of CG, is that you know you make a model and you can get it to do anything. Yeah. So use the fucking thing. Use it to tell your story. Put them in the background. Like I said, with the, no, they did it very um, very sparingly where Gracie's trying to explain to Sarah you know, that now about Elizabeth and he, th- he thinks she's going to recognise him and all the rest of it. The ghosts do pop up behind him. They do, no, they, they are in that ball scene very, no, very fleeting yes. in the ballroom. They can make, they could do, they've done so much more with that type of stuff and yes. built up the fact that this, them, as you said, there is this whole fucking estate of ghosts that can't leave. Yeah. Everybody's I, stuck in purgatory because of, because of Elizabeth. And we see them ascend. We know how many are there. Yeah. So but, why don't you use any of them? Yeah. Because I, mean, I, was, I was thinking, you've got a central cast of, what, eight? Yeah. Two of them kids. This actually, like, yeah, 90 million, right? Like I said, you don't see hardly any of the mansion. It all takes place in the foyer, more or less. Yeah. Okay? And, and, couple and of, the couple of, A couple of bedrooms. Yeah. You, know, you don't see anything grand. You could have made those on, on one lot and, you know, yep. say, right, now, well, okay, we've done that bit now. We'll, we'll take, tear it all down, and next weekend we'll be doing this, doing this bit. It, that you don't see ninety million dollars on screen. No, nope. you got a small cast, a small set. This feels like a very small. This feels like 
to start with, somebody like somebody like Eisner went, I know we're doing Haunted Mansion. High concept filmmaking, okay? So they went away. They went, right, we've got Eddie Murphy. Brilliant. So it's Eddie Murphy in the Haunted Mansion. And then they started putting it together, and somebody just went, oh, no, this doesn't work, does it? And they just lost faith in it. So they just yeah, stopped they threw trying. Yeah, together. Yeah, and that, that's kind of what it feels like. Uh, and it's a shame because it is, the film is here. We've, we've pointed it out. Like, the, the bits are fucking here. They just need putting together. Um, so, yeah, those other ghosts do fuck all, and that really annoyed yeah, me. And it, yeah, it's just because, they're, it's, like so many things, they are wasted. There are there are nine hundred and ninety nine stories in that fucking place. Yeah, so just pick one of them. Well, well, this is it. And I, mean, I said we said this a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember what, what show it was on, but we talked about you know, where you have like Star Wars universe or a Harry Potter universe or anything like that, where you have stories that are impacted by the events of the main storyline, but they don't necessarily have to relate to it. They don't have to be directly involved. And we talked about the Mandalorian as a, as a prime example of that. You could do any one of those, and you say, right, okay, well, we've got 999 ghosts. There's 999 fucking films in this, potentially. There's, no, um, we, there are stories we can seed in this one that oh, we, we'd say, okay, we'd say we're going to spin off a TV show, or we just yeah. start uh, with, you know, with a new central character, but with, you know, with the ghosts. Or, or you'd say we're going to make a, a series of films, and you've, got, you know, you've done the groundwork, but they don't do the groundwork here. There's a very good young adult book series actually called I see Tales from the Haunted Mansion. I've got them behind me. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Tales from the Haunted Mansion. Um, and it is essentially the librarian of the Haunted Mansion telling ghost right, okay. stories to kids. Yeah. And each story, of course, is how one of the kids come to be at the Haunted Mansion. Um, and so it's a story about one of the ghosts. And they're excellent. There's a series of them. I think there's like two or three. I'm pretty sure it's Tales from the Haunted Mansion. I can't quite see the book from here. <laughs> Uh, but it, it's on my bookshelf over there. It's just hiding behind some other stuff. Um, but why not just do that? Like, yeah. just give us give us a bunch of you know. And it, and it's the book. It functions like each one's got about three or four stories in it, so it functions like an anthology. Yeah, you could have done that with this. You could have made a fucking Twilight Zone kind of thing and done, and done an anthology, yeah. Tales from the Crypt, that sort of thing. Or if you wanted, like, yeah, go for one through, right? But make it count. If we yeah. if it's going to be Eddie Murphy's character and the ghosts are just going to be window dressing, fine. But make it count. And more importantly than anything, than anything, it's called the Haunted Mansion. The house has to be a character. You can't have a haunted house film without the house being a character. Yeah. It's vital. That's it's right. That's, that's absolutely the whole point. vital. Yeah. Um, having said all of that, it left me on a good note because I love the busts singing on the back of the car as they're driving away. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, I just love good. those busts. They're yeah. brilliant. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, look, my final note here, this is fucking terrible. But yeah. it, it just, it needn't have been. No, it needn't that's... have been bad. The director and the cast all have the chops. The writer has the chops. The studio has the chops. Everybody has the chops to yeah. make this fucking yeah. work, and all the ingredients are there. But it is a total fucking mess. Yeah, I mean that was my big gripe with it as well. I know it's it's that it's all there. There's there's the makings of a good story here, be it, be it a, a comedy, a horror comedy, or an outright horror. There are some good elements of of all three in it, and you can see that there's an intention there somewhere, which just hasn't been followed through. It's almost like, as you said, they they kind of fell out with it and went, oh no, this isn't going to work. Oh, but we're in too deep. We can't fix it. It's too late to change it. So let's just fucking get it out and get on with it. Um, I mean, when when I texted you at the half hour mark, I was thinking of at that point. This no, this I don't tend to rate films, but if, no, this was a, a solid two out of ten. It was yeah. no, it was slow. It was dull. They hadn't got to the point. As if we hadn't had any scares for a fucking horror film, and I was just like, no, this just this just isn't going to go anywhere. 
by the time it finished, I said we had some good stuff. We had the stuff in the crypts. Um, no, we had the stuff, no, the, the, the Hitchhiking Ghosts and the bus, which are you know, nice cameos. We had some interesting, you no, know, some interesting bits. And I thought, I'll take it up to a solid four. You know, there were bits that were entertaining, but for me, it was. This is going to sound really fucking awkward. For me, this was a poor man's Casper because they yeah. did they did such a better job with the ghosts and the threat. And you no, know, we had our cipher in Christina Ricci and to an extent her father, who was it, Bill Paxton? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. I can never, I can never remember which one was Bill Paxton, which one was Bill Pullman. Um, oh no, you got me thinking now. Is it Bill Pullman? It, it, Bill it is Paxton. I think I'm sure it is. Um, I'm certain it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so you, you get your cipher there. You know, you, you get introduced to this world. You get you no, know, you get the bit where there's you no, know, there's a bit of backstory to the character whereby you no, know, she's she's dragged around from all these you no, know, from all these schools, from all these towns to go vi- visit these haunted houses and live in them. All that's again, there's there's a way they you no, know, again the house isn't haunted, but the, there are ghouls who haunt the house and use the yeah. house. That's entirely missing here. And, and for Casper was fucking ten years before this. It's Bill Pullman. Oh, fuck. Oh well, I knew it was one of them. Yeah, um, but yeah, exactly. It, like, and yeah, Casper's a hundred percent better than this. That twister. Oh fucking hell! You got me. Yes, you got me confused to fuck now. But Sorry. yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Twister would be Bill Paxton because they, yeah, they, it, that's another one of those. There are certain pairings of actors, aren't there, that you yeah. just use interchangeably. Yeah, Paxton um, was in Twister. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, he was in Weird Science and Science and Aliens and all sorts of shit. Yeah. Welcome, okay. welcome to our movie podcast, everybody, <laughs> where we talk knowledgeably about films. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but we only talk about bad films, all right? Yeah, we, 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 we don't talk about good. good yeah, we don't about good stuff or good actors. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is this for me was. I went into this. I hadn't seen it, and I didn't. I couldn't work out why I hadn't seen it. And then obviously, I, I don't do reviews. I don't read reviews anyway. I don't trust them. Um, and it's been, but it's been universally panned. So that's how it got onto this list. As it's, it's widely considered to be a shit film, which is how it ended up on here. Um, but I watched it. I I, I, was, I went into thinking, okay, well, a it can't be as bad as people say because it's a disney property it's, you know, it's got to be there's got to be some quality in there somewhere and it's eddie murphy who's always watchable and from there it kind of went downhill um i mean it's the whole thing with the um the painting um that's tropey as all hell um even to a point where we saw it in 365 days um a couple of months back yeah um you no know, painting painting of the uh painting of the the woman he's searching for that's no that's fine it's been done a million times but it's fine it no tropes are tropes for a reason no, we, we, yep. we've said that before. But, yeah, it just – there are so many things that don't work in it. And mm. that's that's the frustrating part for me is that there was so much promise. And even what you get on screen, there's so much more they could have done. And you get the impression that somebody somewhere was tearing their hair out when they're on set going, what the fuck are you doing that for? That's I mean, we planned. Yeah, Eddie Murphy at least must have been like, look, I know this is a payday, all right, and he's he's in the middle of his renaissance here as well, and look, he's made some shit, as I say, he's always watchable, but he's made some shit, but he's been on enough fucking sets and been around enough fucking films now, at least, to know yeah. that, like, this does, but then we say that, and we don't know, that you know, that script, this might not be the script that they shot. You know, this finished product might not reflect what yeah. they shot, and it feels very much like it doesn't because it really does feel like the pieces are there. Yeah, it's they just, just, they just don't fit together. They just don't fit together, and there's there's been vast swathes of it left on the cutting room floor. I think as well, someone yeah. somewhere decided they wanted a ninety minute film, and there's maybe half hour material yeah. that could save the arse of this. Yeah, I think I think that's right, and I think that I mean, like there are opportunities, and you think no, we. Oh. 
we look at it and go, right, okay, well, I'd have done this, I'd have done that. And that's from a point where, where you know, we are storytellers, we are filmmakers, but not only that, we're film fans who watch films. Mm-hmm. And if if nothing else, you know, even, even if you have no involvement with, with making or writing or films or anything like that, if you if you watch films and you know and you like films, you can see where these problems are. You can see the bits that are missing from all the other films that are, that are like it that it should mirror. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. Just look, you just look at this and go, eh? Hang on, you missed a bit. Well, yeah, because especially like haunted house films are like they're all tropey. That's that's it's one of the most like obvious tropey genre pieces you can do is a haunted and house film. And one parodied as well. Now, you do it get is. a lot of you, you get a lot of comedies that parody horror. Well, yeah, and that and that's because it's such a well-established trope, the haunted house. We know yeah. all the trappings of a haunted house. Yeah. So you need to hit those beats. You yeah. can't like you can do something new with them. Yeah. And and you can play off in 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 a comedy horror style or whatever. You can tell a new story within the confines of that world. Yeah. But ultimately, you have to hit the beats of a haunted house, and this doesn't do it at all. No. It's, fucking dreadful no it is um i've i've got a story actually i, I can't remember if i told you this before um when we went to um to florida in 93 um and we um we were out and about we went up to Kissimmee um for just you know, to get some you know, get something to eat and you know, have a change of scenery and it was a haunted house there and we had no fucking experience of haunted houses at all apart from you the ones in this country where it's a bit of a fucking ghost train and things jump out and you go ah, and yeah that. so we we, we paid you know, Quite a lot. I think I, I'm sorry. I'd have been fucking nine or some something like that. Um, so we went in and we, we went around this house, and there was, there, was, there was four of us: me, my brother, and my parents. And we were going around, and you could see all the things that were on springs that were going to jump out and shit like that. And what they didn't tell you, and this is this really put me off haunted houses for years. There were fucking live actors. I knew you were going to say that. And, you did an actual haunt. Yeah, and <laughs> we had no fucking idea. And when we went in, you saw you saw all these people buy the fucking screens in the gift shop and you know, laughing and all the rest. And you think, oh yeah, and some funny photos and shit like that. Because having done Disney, where you've got your photos at the end and shit, so, oh yeah, fine, okay, fine. And I'm not being funny. I I would have been nine, ten, eleven, something like that. I'm fucking like, you know, it was it was around that time. And literally, this fucking we 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 went up to this thing, and there's there's a coffin, and you know the lid's open. And, oh, it's going to sit up out of there. And yeah, it sat up out there. And then some fucking thing put his hand on my shoulder. Amazing. Now don't get no. Bear in mind as well, as I was I was a fucking young kid at this point as well. This is why it's so funny to me. I, like, like, I, I do this shit for fun. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like. And I say that was that was it for me for haunted houses for years because I was like, I, I, that just fucking threw me. Um, and then yeah, when we went to we went back to Disney then and and did the haunted mansion, I was like, oh, this is fucking nothing now. I mean, yeah, I I didn't do proper haunted house until I was late teens probably. I love them now. Uh, my my biggest annoyance at the whole situation that we're in at the moment is that it's fucking Halloween right now and it's looking despite the fact I have a trip booked it's looking increasingly likely that I'm not going to be able to do any haunts this year I fucking love them uh, but I go into them knowing full well what I'm ex- what I'm going to experience. Well, that was it. Like, we'd to never go into one as a young like kid must have been fucking terrifying. Well, that was it. And it was it was one of those that we we just thought it was, it, like you get them in this country and you get them now. We didn't get you didn't get that sort of thing at the time. But you know it was just like a fucking you know, a little bit of a ghost train or you'd have something and you know they'd be like fucking you no know, glow in the dark skeletons that you know the doors open and they pop out at you at speed and um, yeah yeah all that sort of shit. And I, you know, we were fine with that. As I said no, we were, we were kids, but we were okay with that. And then yeah this fucking bloke dresses i can't remember what he was dressed up he had a fucking machete in the other hand it wasn't even a fucking rubber thing oh, fuck me 
but it, I mean, it, it's interesting what you say. Like, like you go back then, and the haunted mansion is is not scary. And and you're right. Like I said right back at the start, that's the thing that's missing from the heart of this film to me is the, is the tone of the haunted mansion because it's not it's not terrifying in the way that that is, but it is scary. And I, you know, it it was the first proper ghost train. I think I probably like same as you in this country. I'd been on like ghost trains in our local fun yeah, fair and shit. shit like that, and they did shit. Okay, so we got to Disney World for the first time. I'm eleven or twelve. I think I was twelve, maybe eleven. I don't know. I'm eleven or twelve. Um, and I was I was dead excited to go to Haunted Mansion because I I was that kid. I'm still that fucking kid. All right, I like the spooky shit. So I'm like brilliant. I want to go on the Haunted Mansion. And we go in and it's all fucking it's all fun and games and it's spooky, scary. And then we get to the end and Little Yota's just perched up on the end as the Doom buggy's going back up, giving it all hurry back, hurry back. And I that stayed with me for fucking years <laughs> as a kid. And so it has the potential amongst all of the scares, amongst all of all of, all of the laughs, sorry, and all of the, the good time, it just fucking scare you. And this yeah. never does that. It like I said when I was going through notes, it just lacks teeth. Yeah. And it and it needs them at times. For this to work, it it needs some teeth. It, it does. And I think that I mean if you look at comedy horrors that have come since, um, they've a lot of them have learned from that. They know they've learned that you can you can you can get away with a small cast. And um, a relatively confined location, but you need the words behind it. You can't just rely on what's on. No, you can't just rely on the jumps and scares because they're not there. So you need to have the clever words, and you need to have something to hang your story on. And if you do that, that's fine. And you know, you look at things like Shaun of the Dead. It's not yeah. scary. It's fucking hilarious. But again, it's built on this fact you have a, a small core cast. They have a definite fucking mission. And that was only the year after. Don't forget. No, yeah, this, you're, ta- you're, this tangible threat. Yeah, this tangible threat. You have a definite mission. You've got fucking interruptions to that with you no know, we're having to go off and rescue uh barbara and shit like that that's all there whereas this film for whatever reason there's no reason why it shouldn't be there. there's no reason it can't do any of this they've just no. gone right we'll we'll take all the the bits that we think are funny and we'll use those but they can't be too funny because we're not making a comedy but we need some scares as well we can't be too scary because we're disney and it's a family film and it's like they've just they've kind of skimped on everything rather than sacrificing one for the other they've just gone oh yeah well we near enough near enough near enough and something just hasn't gelled. Something hasn't clicked with it to a point where it's it's two thirds of a product. Yeah, it definitely is, and it's 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 a big third that's missing. Um, I did say third there, uh, but, <laughs> but hey, they they had Eddie Murphy, so well that's it. And I think they were relying on that sort of stuff. And don't get me wrong, this fucking doubled its money. It made one hundred eighty million dollars back. Look, it's called the Haunted Mansion. It's got Eddie Murphy yeah. in it. It was, like, it, was gonna, it was always going to make his money back, but it's um, chumps like me were going to go and always going to go and watch it. Like that—that's the thing. There's an inbuilt audience there, if nothing yeah, else. That's it. So yeah, um, but yeah, it's 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 a shame, really. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think I know the answer, but I've got to ask: Is it better than Mario? Joe, actually, I I have had to. I, I've been racking my brain over this one all day because I think technically. Like, because Mario's a mess as well. Let's not forget. Okay, technically, I think probably yes, because I think all of the elements are there. They're just in the wrong order and things. Hmm. But in terms of like, you, you've got to judge it as a whole product. And the way I always approach these, it, it in terms of is it better than Mario or not, is is if they're close on a technical level. Like, if 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 something is very clearly better than Mario on a technical level and it, and everything's good and I just don't like it, then you have to say yeah. that yes, it's better than Mario. Right? But but when it comes to this, when it's when it's a close run thing, you have to think like, if I had both of them in front of me now, which one am I putting on? And it ain't gonna be this. 
So I think ultimately I'm going to come down on, is it better than Mario? No. Mario is better than this, but just... Yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. I I, so I watched it this afternoon. I've had about an hour to liberate on it before we started, so call it fucking three hours now. Um, and I think you're right. I think technically there are aspects to it which are better. Techno, I mean, the the, the problems with this I think exist in the half arse how half arsed it is. It's not. It doesn't back itself. It doesn't go and say right. Okay, well, yes. Okay, we're making a a, a family horror. No, a family comedy horror. They've just, you know, they've gone into it thinking we're making a family film, but we're also making a horror. We're also making a comedy. They haven't tried to make what they set out to make, and as a result, they've missed the target. Uh, and because of that, I say, it, it, no, it looks good, and you've got Eddie Murphy, who's always who's always watchable. But for me, it it just doesn't have the same appeal because there's there's so much there's so much more frustration with it than there was with Mario. And I think that's that's the bit for me is that I could. Don't get me wrong. If I'm if I've got a couple of hours to spare, I'm not sitting down and watching either of the fuckers because I've got Netflix to work through, and Disney Plus to work through, and Prime to work through, and like two walls of DVDs over there which you can't see to to work through. I ain't fucking watching either of these. But if I had, if, you know, gun to my head, I've got to watch one of them. It's going to be Mario. I agree. I agree. Um, as always, if people have thoughts, um, if you don't agree with us, you, you think this is great, or you think it's better than Mario, certainly let us know, get in touch, and we always love the feedback. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at ddpodcastnet. You can go to our website, which is ddpodcast.net. Uh, you find our previous episodes, including the one on Mario, so you can judge for yourself, um, as well as some of our other shows. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Amazon Prime, wherever. Um, like, share, subscribe, leave a, leave a comment, we'll get back to you as best we can. But until next time... Hurry back. Hurry back. Don't forget to bring your death certificates. <laughs>